my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> you want to you want to hit Justin like like Ray Lewis at the beginning of a football game? I'm Come on, let's it. do it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What up? Yep. At this point, half of our listeners are probably dead. <laughs> now we probably gain listeners. Everyone's at home and not uh, not out. You know. So yeah. yeah, hopefully everyone's doing well with the the coronavirus. We need like a weekly update because it changes so much every week. Like. We're at like around a thousand right now, so next week when we start the pod, it'll be interesting what it was because I think last week it was probably like sixty uh, that had it in the states. So yeah, and the 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 great Tom Hanks. Yeah, man, it's so crazy. That's I was just saying, telling Dave. I said if you were to name one actor that you would be super concerned that everyone would be concerned yeah. that got it, it would be Tom Hanks. <laughs> To the point where it was, it would be a really good scam if it wasn't Tom Hanks. If it was like Gary Busey got it, and he's like, yeah, I got coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, sit down. <laughs> You're full of shit, Gary. You're full of shit, Gary. <laughs> he's no, like Donnie from uh, Big Little, shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had a client yesterday who works at the hospital, and uh, she was telling me that this girl came in. She's about to get busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, she said this girl came in. And said that she had been around people that had tested positive for the coronavirus. So they like started all the protocols and everything like that. They were getting like everything ready to go. And somebody was like, well, we need to contact her parents, you know, and like talk to them and everything like that. And they corroborated her story with her parents and her parents were like, yeah, no, that's a complete lie. She's she's completely lying. So she literally went to the fucking hospital and said that she had been around people like just for attention. Just for fucking attention. It's gonna right? happen. It's and crazy. nothing and nothing happened to her though. So like, I'm sorry, but you knew this was gonna end you, you, wrong. You should go to jail. For <laughs> yeah, like, you're wasting people's time. No, they should sure. slap her with at least a big medical bill. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. I mean something. You know what I mean? Fuck. Put her in jail <clears throat> overnight. Let her get arrested. Put her into the system. Put her I on probation. Read like, a crazy uh, tweet like thread on Twitter. Where the people in like Italy, he says, "This is a warning for people in the states. I don't think you know what's going on here." He says, "We." Uh, uh, our hospitals, it's wartime triage. He wow. says they are like in parking lots, in tents. Yeah. He says that's how many people are in there. He says they do not have room for them in the hospitals. That's he said crazy. they're opening schools, they're opening stadiums. He says it's, it's really fucked but up. you lock the country down, yep. then it will, the incubation cycle on this is yep. two weeks. Yep. Yep. That's why I would yeah. have it's almost... over in two weeks. If we all, if literally drones delivered our meals to our yeah. homes and nobody left yeah. at home... <laughs> No, and it's I over in two weeks. That would have probably I was joking been... about them MREs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I meant oh, to bring. I, didn't think I meant to bring y'all some. <laughs> uh, I think heating them up. That's kind of cool. No, it's I, awesome. It's I really think neat. Uh, rather than uh, no travel to Europe for thirty days, it would be better if it said no one in the states leave your house for five days, starting like Friday. You know, get your shit and everything, and Netflix then is free stay home. Yeah, Netflix is, oh is, is waving it. Everyone needs that vacation, <laughs> anyways. So. That's so funny. That reminds me. I, I know number of years ago there was a big uh like a big blizzard and like people were literally stuck inside for like five days or something like that well i mean this was like maybe seven or eight years ago oh, okay. um, i remember blizzard of 78. 78 we were stuck oh well the national guard had to come. they <laughs> somebody did like a check on the numbers and like 
the Pornhub numbers ah. <laughs> because everybody was stuck inside That's for like funny. five days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember laughing so fucking hard you know when I heard funny? about that. And I won't get too revealing here, but um, you, you look at some... Coming off of that. Yeah, know, you like, were the one who doubled the numbers? Yeah, I doubled it just myself. No, you pay attention to views and stuff on yeah. social media yeah. and stuff, and I do a lot too. I help someone run their social media campaign. Yeah. And... Uh, you see, like, if you get a video that gets like a thousand views in three days, yeah. or twenty five thousand views in the month, that's pretty good. Yeah, some of those videos on there have like a hundred and seventeen million. Oh, views. I know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, Jesus, Christ. <laughs> it's just the same guy over and over and over. And over. Speaking of views, yeah. Justin is like uh, oh, yeah. no slouch over five, over yeah. half a million views yeah, on like that thing. Five hundred and thirty. I almost tweeted you the other day. Five hundred and thirty million. I, I forgot to message the other day. Once it went over. 000. Uh, half a million, I almost uh, texted you and said, half a million, That that's it, candy. I uh, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a big boy. Dude, it was insane, man. You like, knew it was going to do that. I knew it was going to do well. You showed me the photo you were going to use before you even ran the campaign. We need to do one. Or a video. The three of us yeah. just put it up there and that's, start like a fast new with films or puppet. just do it off of yours. Well, I was now. thinking, yeah. I was have thinking, the puppet in the career. Well, that's in a, the, in a mask. Oh, dancing. my gosh. Well, that's that the idea. No, we can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that would put, put like a picture of you and walk it in with what's her name over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, for or was it over Paul's shoulder? Who had? Uh, uh, oh, I think it was Paul. Who had Kim? Yeah, I think it was no, Paul. Like you two it was working down him. The- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you keep being front. Like, you two walking down the hallway saying "Fascinated with Films" is a little rough this week or something. Right? Yeah, oh, it's probably it's probably bad taste right now. <laughs> Cancel that. Cut that shit out, Paul. Yeah, right. <laughs> Future Paul. <laughs> don't, don't do that. All right, let's get back into some movie stuff. Anyone see anything interesting? I did. I saw <laughs> Bombshell. Oh, nice! It was awesome. Was it? Yeah, it was so awesome. It, it's so weird. It, it, just to see her play Megyn Kelly alone was worth it. It was like, it was like it was the biggest scam in the world that they were pulling on us, uh, and they actually got Megyn Kelly uh, to be in the role because you could not tell the difference between her and Charlize Theron. Really? Uh, it was a better makeup job than Monster on Charlize Theron. Because wow. I wonder if they had to beauty her up or beauty her down. No, yes. and what made me wonder is what Megan is Megan, Kelly is really pretty. And, and what does she look like under her makeup? Because, because yeah. if Charlie Theron is a different person under her Megan Kelly makeup, we might not even know Megan Kelly if she it's, walked out. It's actually Charlize Theron. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Charlize Theron is Megan yeah. Kelly. That's uh, but kicker. it was so much. Uh, it was really great. Everything with her in it was unbelievable. There was a lot of the John Lithgow, uh, Roger L stuff. That was the major thing. He was just a scumbag man. Really, very uncomfortable. Like the scene where he's interviewing. Yeah, just what an just, old man <laughs> in power that was using his privilege. Well, they were all bad. They, <laughs> the actors, every actor they got, they they had the guy playing Tucker Carlson and uh, Greta Van Susten and I want to punch all that these guy people. in the face. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I do too. The guy who played Hannity too, you wouldn't believe it. There and they have their names. The guy who played Geraldo. It was like this fucking Geraldo. It says it's n- it's not him, but it's yeah. somebody looks just like him. So they went above and beyond. Yeah, and this was Jay Roach. Jay Roach is famous for like the. Uh, um, Austin Powers movies, and he's a comedy director for the most part, but he's really, really good. So definitely go check that out. I still haven't seen Dark Water. (laughs) I still haven't seen Dark Waters, and then next week the Jumanji and Richard Jewell comes out. I tried to watch Jumanji, but it wasn't out yet. Yeah, next Um, Tuesday. So I ended up watching uh, Ready Player One again. Oh, good. I freaking love that. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so much fun. uh, I saw this in the news the other day. They got this big, giant film screen or TV screen Mm -hmm. that they got. And it floats on water. Oh, wow. And they're going to show Jaws. 
Oh yeah, they've done why, that before. While you're swimming, yeah, they've done oh, that. Oh, wow. that's a thing awesome. they do. They do regularly. I, I have that on my ah, Twitter where they. That would like, scare the shit out of me for real. Like, <laughs> I would be in the shower. <laughs> wants to get that feeling. Yeah, no. Hey, I you want to be anxious for the next oh, two hours? God, I that just want to be, be the guy that's snorkeling under <laughs> yeah, hitting people's touching legs and people's stuff. legs and stuff. Oh, oh all you do have to do is hit one, and then her reaction yeah. will set everyone uh, off. It's like screaming fire in a movie theater, dude. I bought doctors. They paid tickets to do this. Yeah, I bought Doctor Sleep for like. Six ninety nine on Blu ray at the Redbox. Man, they Hell they yeah. sell the the Blu rays discs like three dollars less than the DVDs. When uh, and really? I always thought they waited a month or two before they started selling them. But when did Doctor Sleep came out? Two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, they sell the DVDs are more expensive than Blu rays. Nine ninety nine for the yeah. Well, it's all different. All the but prices I, are different. They tried to phase why. out DVDs. Yeah. No, he said the Blu rays are cheaper. Yeah. Right, they're trying to phase out DVDs. Or, or they know their market. They know that people that shop there probably don't have high end video yeah. equipment. I, I I would assume that it's probably with rental wise, it's probably seventy five percent DVDs, twenty five percent Blu rays, hmm. and depending on where you're located in town, if if it's like a very urban. Because who's area, gonna I buy a new DVD player at this point? I asked my mom I, because I've been lending my mom DVDs and she's been giving her reviews. I need to do. Uh, I need to talk about some of her reviews on here. <laughs> a, new se- a new segment in Fascinating yeah, Film. Yeah, yeah. Mom's, mom's reviews. Mom mom's best. DVD, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mom says uh, hotel I've Artemis realized. sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> she did too. Well, uh, the problem with uh, with her is uh, the problem with her too, is uh, if it's too complicated, she's not interested in it, uh, and that's just. Uh, <laughs> I bet she didn't like. Uh, well, I don't send her a lot of complicated stuff. That's what the was thing. the Leonardo DiCaprio one? Inception. 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 Yeah. Well, no, and I would love to. She loves Leonardo DiCaprio, but I, I knew not. I mailed her. This is the ones I mailed her this morning. And I've been here's Simple Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, because actually... the girl with the uh, uh, sorry, uh, the girl with the uh, the spider's web was another one that was too complicated. Mm. No, I tried to watch Inception with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and like. It's a dream inside a dream. Yeah, no, like, that's we, a hard one for almost. It's a we, hard one. We didn't get twenty minutes into the movie before it was just like, okay, you're not even paying attention to this, so yeah. we're just gonna go ahead and turn this off because I've seen this, and although I like yeah, it, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna waste the next three hours. You gotta know your this audience you and know? having you go, wait, what's going on? Oh. Wait, wait, who's that? Wait, what are they doing? Wait, is this a dream or is this not a dream? Like. You know, because then you just have to like. <laughs> I'll watched, tell you what, we're just going to spoil the whole thing for you right now, and then you don't have to watch. What about? It. Uh, did she like? She loved Dunkirk. She watched it yesterday. She's like, "Holy crap! I'm like stressed out right now." That yeah, that's so a great good. movie. Yeah. And she had, she had knew the word Dunkirk, but knew nothing about it. I was like, "I'm going to get lend you that Darkest she, Hour." Then. The funny thing is, she is, loves war movies and stuff the, like that. Well, I had a conversation. I just came back from visiting her, and uh, I I asked her if she read history books because she reads two books a week. Yeah. Oh wow. And watches 50 shows now. <laughs> no, but, movie a day. Just movie, movie a day and two books a week. But I asked her, I said, do you read any history books? She's like, love reading history books about the presidents and stuff. The, huh. but she Civil all, War. She loves she, Civil War. I, she said, war is my favorite. And I said, But she says, I don't care about anything in Europe. Yeah. Huh. Really? She'll get into that. I'll get her in that with these movies. <laughs> she, she liked she likes revolutionary war. She just which has I know spouse. almost I know very little about and I know a lot about the wars. I'm a big fan of war. You want to know how much I know about the Revolutionary War? Is when somebody says it, I literally have to do a mental check to make sure they're not talking about the Industrial Revolution. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> if you watch that 
five-hour John Adams miniseries. It's like the the best mini yeah. Uh, yeah. History, history lesson. History I lesson. always go back to that in my head. That that uh, you get to miniseries. see who did what. And I'm yeah. trying to get my girl to watch it because it was a really good one with Paul Giamatti in it. Uh, but I just sent my mom a movie lot that includes uh, Knives Out. I just bought it. I hadn't even watched it myself yet, but I had just recently. That's seen That's not it, complicated. So, uh, it is, but it's not. I think her complicated is a lot more technical of like uh, technical and stuff like that. So I, I think that would be fine with her. Well, as long as you don't tell her that Daniel Craig did it, she'll be fine. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that means Daniel Craig didn't do it. <laughs> now I know Grand Craig didn't do it because he said he did no, do it. No, he's he the cop, man. That would have been weird. Uh, so uh, Knives Out, The Good Shepherd, Killing Them Softly, Blood Diamond, The Master, Lars and the Real Girl, Running on Empty, John Wick. Uh, the Equalizer and Shining Through. John Wick doesn't get any less complicated than that. No, someone killed his yeah. dog. Yeah. And stole oh, she his loves car. that shit. She gets. <laughs> she just gonna shoot the shit out of people. <laughs> That's John Wick. You don't know how many reviews I've gotten uh, from her that included. I wish he just killed that person or something like that. She, she watches Dexter. She's like obsessed with Dexter, and now it's in her head that what people can't just kill people when they have problems with right them. yeah it's not the way things work <laughs> well just give it a couple of weeks <laughs> there's several movies on this list this week that we're gonna i have a backhoe i gotta start a side business <laughs> yes <laughs> dave's body removal i know right get myself a hazmat <laughs> suit and then call, got my business up mine's, mine's got holes in it or else I'm just <laughs> Uh, this week, this week we're going to be talking about some fabulous movies. We got fifteen flicks, and not fifteen that we're each going to kind of contribute here. So we've it's like a predetermined list, and that's because we're doing our director's pod. Would you like to know what would your guess be? I think I've done this before on us, but we'll see if you can uh, pull it off because I actually have the. If list he's right alive here. or dead, he's uh, dead. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's alive. Uh, what number Give it is a this for weeks. our director's pod say again? series? Seven. What would you say? I couldn't that we've done. All. Yeah. Directors. I think I'm going to say that's probably pretty close. So I'd say ten. Seven. Eleven. What? You win. This is our eleventh. Wow. It's crazy where's my, how that where's my figurine? Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were we supposed to play a game during the last? Yeah, yeah. We didn't get around I, it, man. I wanted you to never keep know. There'll be a tease. Mine. We've got a summertime. Uh, there'll be a summertime wild card. Uh, Super secret pod, handshake. And then maybe a. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> what is it? One fifty-six would technically be our, our anniversary, three-year three year anniversary. God, that's crazy. So that's coming up. I have the pods picked all the way to like one sixty, and then we're just starting from the beginning. Yeah, no, I have been, I have eighties comedies, good. baby. Let's do it. <laughs> we only did five of those. <laughs> when did you join us? Like um, seven or something, or 12, pretty early on. Maybe. Well, I know I was a guest on like episode two, two, yeah. Um, and then I think it was like eleven or thirteen when I hopped. You were our first guest, yeah. Paul and I did the first one by ourselves. Yeah. I think I can even tell you right. I'm here. sure you can. I yeah. Let uh, <laughs> me go yeah, back into had, the archive because um, the first one I was on was "Ain't Got No Time" or "I Ain't Got Time to Bleed." I think eleven. Technically, we did ten by ourselves mm-hmm. because it went. Uh, it was me and Dave, then Justin, then Cheek, then Bob C, Rob O, Jelani, Weisberg, Curtis, uh, Eric. Uh, that was the first pod I did up with Eric was episode nine. Then I came back and you and me did Bond together. Uh, and then but then, then we had a couple that you were on with other people. We had Nini, we had Andy yeah. uh, on them. So I think you technically came on an 11, which would have been 90s comedy. Yeah. Which is fitting that we'd come you, have you come on a 90s comedy. Bring in the expert. Did so good. Y'all were just like, we, we need him. I we need, need him guy. here. Whatever he, it takes. He brings credibility. I think we're still traded the Well, Washington think about machine. it. Th- three is a good number. Three is a perfect because yeah. It really is. Because you can form little alliances yeah. among things that you <laughs> yeah. liked or didn't like. Yeah. And I've, too much crosstalk with four. 
No, four, you just have everyone talking over Yeah, no, it, like you and I will start a conversation yeah. and we'll be talking and then you and somebody else will yeah, start yeah. and you'll be talking. And I think we did that with Bob. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was like, a problem when you have too many people like, like that. You guys <laughs> shut up. And we put you a candy dish on the table. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Robert Zemeckis. Just right. to give you a recap, though, since I mentioned it on here, I'll uh, tell you those 10 people that we've done uh, the director's pod if you want to go back and check them out. Uh, one of these days, too, and I've been thinking about it, I want like I want to come up with a cheat sheet, you know, having a list with all the subjects on it and just take a picture, print it, take a picture of it, and kind of put it up online. Yeah. Uh, and then do the same with the actors. Hell, I need it just for a reference with the character actors. You know how many times I'm flipping back between lists to make oh, sure yeah. that we haven't, because we're about to start character actor seven, and we've done... What, 10 each? 15? I don't know. All right, so the directors we've done, if you want to go back and listen to any of uh, any of these episodes, they're pretty easy to find if you just scroll back through our episodes. Uh, we did Steven Spielberg, John Carpenter, David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino, Coen Brothers, Martin Scorsese, Oliver Stone, Tim Burton, Stanley Kubrick, Christopher Nolan, and now Robert Zemeckis. It's crazy, yeah. man. That's a fucking good class of people there. It's a bunch of good fucking movies. Yeah, yeah really good. And this included, too, man, in... Uh, I always loved Robert Zemeckis. I think everyone would agree that his, no matter what list anyone ever comes up with, his number one is always going to be Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. It's just such an iconic movie. With It's it's perfect. It's almost uh, the perfect movie. So we'll talk about that when we get there. I think we should just go down the line here uh, in chronological order because he has a good, really good... Uh, and, and there's several actors here he uses over again. Some some he'll use, and we won't see him again, like a lot of different directors. But he has a visual style... Uh, to him that I can always tell that I'm watching a Zemeckis movie. Uh, not as much as maybe, say, like De Palma, where you could see that... Uh, Scorsese. Or Scorsese has it with his tracking shots and everything. But uh, Zemeckis has always been a really great visual kind of uh, guy who's telling stories with his cuts. If you think of just like... <clears throat> if you think of the scene in... Uh, not to jump ahead, but uh, the scene in Back to the Future where... Doc's on the uh, on the clock, clock tower. tower, and Marty's on the ground, and he's tr- and, and the cuts that he uses between yeah. there. Car won't I mean, start, and then he's reaching for and the cable, and the car won't start. God, and he's dude. reaching for the cable. He does yeah. that so well, almost better than any other director. Spielberg does it really well too, but, but uh, and they're very similar uh, types of directors, in my opinion. Uh, Zemeckis and Spielberg are very kind of cut from the same uh, cloth uh, type of deal. But uh, yeah, I let's go to number one here, man. So 1980. And he had produced a lot of movies, and I tell Dave, we didn't leave many off this list because, uh, I mean, there were definitely some that we left off the list. None of the big ones. There's like two or three I haven't seen. On this list? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So the first one is 1980s used cars. (laughs) The pot is canceled. Justin sneezed. (laughs) 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 All right. So used cars. Anyone seen it but me? I have seen it. You have seen it's it. It's a long time. I've heard of it, but man, I don't it's think such I ever a great saw it. movie. It's your boy, right? It's my boy. It's Kurt Russell, man. Early Kurt Russell's. This was You're six my boy, years. Blue. <laughs> yeah, this was six You're years before Jack Burton, and this was a super funny movie, man. If you go back and watch it, and it's got a lot of great character actors in it. Uh, a lot of Zemeckis guys are. Uh, I found were also especially used cars there were a lot of people in used cars that were also in 1941 and he had a lot to do with 1941 it wasn't his movie but i think he came on as a writer and a producer i think he was one of the writers on plus it had everybody in it yeah and and a lot of them for this one of the best pairings in used cars was uh lenny and squiggy 
They were oh, like yeah. partners together, man. And it was like very interesting to see them in roles together, Michael McKeon mm-hmm. and, man, I can't remember Squiggy's last uh, name. Uh, but they were really good in this. So you're basically dealing with this used car dealership who's across the street from this much better, more sophisticated <laughs> used car dealership. And the Kurt Russell one has to do stuff, and it's it's ridiculously silly at times, and it's just really, really fun. Do you remember the guy from... Uh, Damn, see, I knew him from uh, Terror Vision, and uh, it's it's that Graham guy. You'll recognize his voice. Uh, wow, that's weird. That is not Garrett Graham. That's <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's Google. They always... Yeah, it's that's like, who I want to see, though. Garrett Graham is his name. Okay. <laughs> but that's Ed Rooney from uh, fucking uh, yeah, Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Bueller. I don't know why they have him uh, listed there. <laughs> he changed his name to get away from his he, past. He's the one who played <laughs> Bud, the Ch- uh, Bud the Chud and Chud 2. He has oh, this really funny face, and he's got really buggy eyes, and he's really, really funny. I know you've seen him and stuff terror vision is my favorite thing he's done but this he was really really good he was like the right hand man of kurt russell and they were doing weird shit like he would see a customer over at and so you've got this is also a key point that jack warden plays two different characters he plays the guy that owns a sophisticated one and you know jack warden he's a grandfather from uh uh yeah yeah he's a grand uh father from problem child and uh obviously old school flicks like 12 angry men and everything so he plays a dual role he plays the one the uh twins so one brother is at the sophisticated place and the other one who's kind of in bad health just hangs out with kurt russell and everything and at some point he dies and they have to like bury the body on the lot because they know if his brother finds out that he dies that he will get the lot or something like that and so they have to do a weekend at bernie's thing every once in a while (laughs) and pretend he's alive but there's a great scene at the beginning where to get a customer over uh they take a they take a fishing pole and they they take the line and they bait like a ten dollar bill to it and literally swing it across the street <laughs> real people and, then, in. and reel it in as they're coming by and yeah. then once they come in they, he rips it and they're on the lot and he's like hey what's going on are you <laughs> yeah. looking for a car you must have dropped this this is your ten dollar yeah. bill right <laughs> and then he's got him on the lot and that's all he needs is him to be great. on the lot uh so it punches just despicable people for yeah. the most part yeah. used car salesman yeah. that was <laughs> Some great scenes in it, though. They they knew they had to tap in. They knew there was going to be a presidential address. Uh, at there was a football team that uh, there was a football game that was playing, and they were going to interrupt it with the Jimmy Carter's presidential address. And Lenny and Squiggy said, "We could tap into that line and make all the." Uh, uh, TVs in the area get your commercial instead of the president's one. And they literally, uh, they're on tops of buildings and everything and going into the State Department and they're pulling like Mission Impossible shit to be able to <laughs> do it. And uh, they're, it's all gimmicks just to get people in. There's a great scene where they have like Miss America there in her uh, bikini and everything. And they end up accidentally. Uh, pulling her whole dress off and she's butt ass naked that's on the, the scene on the i remember <laughs> it was really yep, it was great uh one of the best scenes is they have to uh they're gonna get they're gonna get shut down by like the state and they have to go to the courthouse and the judge and he says uh <clears throat> kurt russell says we have a mile of cars at this uh uh lot and he has to prove that he has a mile of cars there or something like that he says, you have until tomorrow. I'm going to come down there at noon tomorrow, and we're going to measure these cars out, and you better have a mile of them. And the uh, judge was Grandpa from uh, the Munsters. The oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, so literally Kurt Russell had this guy who got all these used cars, and uh, he got the school to agree to let the driver's ed students drive them. So at the end, it's like this rat race, million-dollar uh, race type of thing where there's – 
I don't know, six, seven hundred cars on the road, and they're all trying to get to the lot. And then uh, Garrett Graham, who's really fun in the, funny in this, um, he couldn't cross something. Like, he can't cross a, uh, uh, I think it was a train track line. He had something against trains, and he huh. could not uh, track it. And he was the one car that was going to put it short. Uh. And eventually he's like, fuck it. And he uh, runs mm. over the thing, and he has to, like, land in the lot. And he spins around all the time, right when Grandpa's measuring the cars. Uh-huh. You have two inches to spare. And it was oh, just wow. a fun-ass movie, man. I thought you were going to say he was like, fuck it, and hit the gas, and then got hit by the train. <laughs> <laughs> that would be equally as fun. You, you could tell that this is an ambitious movie for Zemeckis to start with, because there were a lot of crashes. Was this his first of, movie? Yeah, this was his first. His very first. Uh, I wonder what he did A lot of crashes him. and everything like that. He, he started off pretty decent with used cars and then went to one of his uh, biggest movies right afterwards and then he was off to the races from there he didn't have a big lull like a lot of these directors uh that we talk about that has have to do like four or five uh i mean even if you look at scorsese scorsese got like four or five movies under his belt before he got anything he had to do boxcar bertha and all that and they had a relatively kind of following but not anything huge because used cars 1980 and then i i guess he had been producing and stuff like that because 84 was his next big one (laughs) and that's romancing the stone and romancing the stone was fucking massive when that came out Mm -hmm. we loved it growing up man it was great You've seen Romancing Stone? I have, but um, isn't there another one that came out like... Jules yeah. and Isle. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I get the two Alan of those Corbin mixed up. Lost City of Gold. Indiana Jones. Superman. I mean, <laughs> I love these types of movies. Yeah, I mean, they're adventure so movies. You could make you could make new ones with new people. And that's what people's only complaint was with Romancing the Stone. It's very Indiana Jones-like. He says, yeah, but it's still, it's, it's, when did it's a different Jones story. Indiana Jones was like 83, so probably the year before this. Was Indiana Jones? They could remake this uh, though. Oh yeah, *Romancing Stone* could easily be remade, yeah. and it was such a great story with a lot of great actors in it. I mean, you have the great Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito's he was character so was great in this man. My favorite. Uh, you have that great guy who uh, who has the pickup truck, Joe Wilder. The Joe Wilder? Would you say I have a plethora? Yeah, exactly. That was his other big <laughs> He was in used cars. He was the one that got all them all the used cars. He was the shady guy that, uh, that they had uh, bring all the cars That's in. It awesome. was really funny. And uh, This was pretty ambitious, too, oh, though. This was good. Because you had to and live up to Indiana Jones. Scripts, you had to man. at least... Come yeah, you close just to had it. A, and Indian Jones was, it is a totally different movie. I mean, this was a yeah. romance movie uh, at the heart of it. And it, they told it in a good way. You know, you had that romantic novel writer who never experienced anything even romantic or adventurous and everything. Right. But she suddenly gets this letter from her sister that says, I'm being held down in Cartagena, Colombia, <laughs> and they're going to kill me down here unless you bring this package down that includes this treasure map. And she has to get on the plane and go do it. And immediately remembers. This is a bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. (laughs) And Michael Douglas has to come to her rescue. And who was he to her in this again? Nothing. I mean, he was. He just happened to be walking by when that bus that she was on was getting attacked, and then she offered him money to get uh, to get her there. So he was just opportunistic and wanted the money until he kind of fell in love with her. He he did eventually fall in love with her, but it took a while. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Some great scenes. Remember, they would find the airplane that was filled with pot. And uh, uh, pot and liquor and uh, that big Bushmaster snake. Oh, that oh, scene yeah, was yeah. great. Where she's she is very similar to like uh, Temple of Doom. Remember the snakes behind her and she mm-hmm. grabs it. But this one, it comes right behind Kathleen Turner's head and uh, Michael Douglas 
uh, slashes it in half, and she and he pulls it. Remember, he grabs it and he pulls it, and it keeps coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "She's like, is it poisonous?" And she says, "Oh yeah, deadly. It's a Bushmaster." He said, "But very tasty." Yeah. And then the next shot is them like eating it and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only two things that I remember are like them driving around in a jeep mm-hmm. of some kind, yeah, yeah. and like something to do with like a waterfall or a river. <laughs> How about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I think I saw. I mean, he that, ain't wrong. But I, <laughs> no, I, I think I saw that movie when I was, and like was some seven adventure. years old. I yeah. just remember there were some people I, in it. I like, I like how sleazy. I like how sleazy uh, Danny DeVito's character. Oh was. God, man, he was a scumbag who was just trying to help out. What was his brother? His brother was the big kidnapper, and he was kind of the underling who was just trying to keep everyone uh, at bay and try to get them where he needed to get them. Mm. But there was a constant threat of the crocodiles. Remember, look at them choppers. That was such a mm. great line. Where he had, and it was scary as a kid watching this. I mean, we were probably this came out when uh, we I was like eight years old and i probably didn't see it until i was like nine but uh remember they were like sitting having breakfast over the grates and everything and he would open the grate up and just toss meat down yeah. there and that scene at the end man it's so great we didn't even mention that one vicious guy who uh, gets his hand bitten off he was the one that was hunting him down he was like head of the uh colombian police that was dirty as hell i know what no no, no that, <laughs> that didn't happen <laughs> But next, next you're gonna tell me they <clears throat> they have cocaine in Columbia. I know. <laughs> My favorite scene though, they they all get to that one point at the end where they're gonna make the exchange, and Michael Douglas has the jewel in his pants. So they end up getting the jewel from behind the waterfall, and it's like in this clay thing that they had to break open. So it was a whole lot to get to there. And this one scene at night, and Michael Douglas moves his leg, and the jewel falls down his pant leg and lands on the end of his boots, and he kicks it up in the air. And then that one guy, the Colombian guy, grabs uh, the uh, secret police guy, grabs it in his hand, and a crocodile jumps up and bites his hand off. Oh wow! And uh, Michael Douglas has to like track the crocodile, yeah, because he's he's gonna get in the water. And Michael Douglas has him by the tail, remember? And uh, they're tr- they're about to kill Michael, Joe Wilder. Michael Douglas's stunt double has the yeah. by the tail. <laughs> well, he's got him by the tail, and he. Uh, I don't think Kathleen Turner needs his help and everything, so he has to let him leave. So he ends up saving her life and then jumping in the water. Oh god! And not the spoil of romancing the stone, but that like next shot of Michael Douglas in the city, and he just he all he wanted was a boat, you know. uh, You see the you you see the the huge boat that he has, and he puts his foot up, and he's got those like crocodile shoes on. (laughs) That's all. It was really fun, man. And Zemeckis didn't do Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile was lacking. Usually, that's how I tell people. They're like, "How do you tell the difference?" (laughs) One was good. One was good, and one wasn't. (laughs) And the other one. I mean, no. the other one still had Danny DeVito in it, and you had those fun moments and everything, and it, it was very memorable, but it, not as much as *Romance*. The Jewel of the Nile it was the second one, yeah, and that and the Jewel of the Nile ended up being the dude, right? Yeah, it was a guy <laughs> that they had to trans, uh, and it just wasn't as fun, and the script wasn't as good, and it wasn't Zemeckis. You know, Zemeckis had that that great Steven Spielberg quality that uh, he all his movies kind of uh, everyone could love them up until a certain point, and even. I mean, even all through this list, you know, there's not many R-rated movies. I say there's probably, and What Lies Beneath might not even be rated R. That might be PG-13. It, it's possible. Was Flight rated R? Flight might Flight have been rated, rated, rated I'm pretty R. sure it was. That might have been his first R-rated movie. Huh. And that wasn't, the only thing that made that rated R, I think, was a sex scene. Yeah, you had one sex scene and, yeah, and the drugs. I don't even know what gets an R nowadays. No. Yeah, it's hard. I back then, back in the day, you, 
those there was PG movies that oh, yeah. would be R movies now. Oh yeah, for absolutely. sure. No, I, I could name three movies that they uh, call me Bruce. That says, they call me Bruce is a big one. I, I own it and I watched it recently. And this is like there's three, three new scenes, scenes. There's like three new scenes. Like, a new scene. It's a PG movie. You're like, holy crap. PG. <laughs> Fucking ten year old. Well, you gotta know that stuff when you're growing up, man. Yeah. It wasn't. Pornhub didn't yeah have <laughs> all it the made clicks. sense that they were doing it. It was non-sexual. It was it was boobs. All right, they yeah. showed a set of boobs or they yeah. showed yeah, someone's ass, and it was non-sexual. They showed half so. a boob on the Super Bowl halftime show, and <laughs> everybody lost their goddamn. We were mind. listening to uh, one of the local radio stations yesterday, and it's a big popular song, I guess, right now. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Nicki Minaj or somebody, but uh, uh, it was a female rapper and. Uh, they cut the word ass cheek out. They can't say ass cheek on the, on the fucking air. So weird, We're man. so hypocritical. It's like, come on. Well, because the, the funny thing is, though, is like if you turn on like classic rock, yeah. they let them say every cuss word in the song. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch, shit, damn. They don't let them say fuck, but yeah. like, you know, like, and then you go and you turn that on and it's like, no, you can't, you can't use that word. It's like, I literally just heard that on the other channel. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. They don't edit a lot of context, man. Stuff, it's man. all about context. George Carlin does it. A, a good routine, the seven things seven. you can't say. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. seven uh, <laughs> Shit, fuck, cunt. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next movie. Biggest one on the list, so I might as well get to it. We have a lot of memories of this flick. Uh, I, as most people do, and even my wife, we recently watched the trilogy, and all of them are on here, but we'll uh, get to them as Going they come up. back in time. <laughs> yep, I love that. <laughs> 1985, man, Back to the Future. Hell yeah. One of the best soundtracks, one of the best movies of all time, in my top ten. Is oh, it in your top I, those, yeah, uh, 50 at least? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah, 50? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, if, we, if I was going to say the best trilogy out there, yeah. it's up next there. to Lord of the Rings, I mean, yeah. what else is there? John the, Wick. Not, not bad. That'll be four, though, soon, so you can't really. Uh, that's, yeah, gonna, that's true. But they were all awesome. Yep. But the first one awesome. was an iconic movie. They this almost t- went in order, though. I mean, you'd, you'd almost have to put them in order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you, one. you know, I, I think, though, like, I, I mean, number one is... I guess it depends an, on what you saw the most as a kid. Right. Well, and number one, I mean, is just an instant classic, yeah. uh, you know, and I definitely have seen that the most, but, like... I, I think I like number three the best. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, I like the fact that they took it back to the Old West, mm-hmm. how they tied everything in. I kind of, <laughs> Mad Dog Day. Yeah, oh I kind of like to look dude. at them as one film, too. Oh, yeah. you really, that you can just watch them like Well, that. don't they kind of like, as yeah. soon as one ends, the yep. next one picks up right at there, that point, right? Yeah. Yep. The, the thing is, is like the whole first one was, when you're watching it for the first time, it, you're, Pulled into this universe yeah. and the oh, whole yeah. experience. By the time you get to two, are we talking about all three? No, we'll talk about one. Then okay, we'll go, so let's talk one. When one came out, this must have been a crazy good time in our life because eighty-five. These like from eighty-three to eighty-six, we crazy good movies, just like, awesome movies that awesome, changed awesome our life. Awesome movies. We were we were hanging out with friends, going to the park. We, it was just a fun time. The toys were great. Video games were great. It was yeah. just fucking awesome. I won't go back. Yeah, <laughs> I was three. <laughs> my my, now, like, my man cave at my house looks like 1985. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wants to go back every I day. Know, right? I'm going back in my room. <laughs> Can I just get a shot of nostalgia, please? Yeah, like, yeah this man. was one, and I've said it before. This is one that I saw it twice in the theater the same day. Yeah, I saw. Oh wow! Well. I think overall we at least saw it three times in the theater, all three of us. Uh, yeah, and. 
uh, our parents too. It was just so much goddamn Foxborough fun, man. Had and, the balcony. I yep, missed that theater. Yep, yep. The only movie I saw on the balcony there was Return of the Jedi, but uh, hmm. that was a great theater. We threw popcorn uh, down on somebody one time. Yeah, I do. Remember. <laughs> oh, so maybe it was the second movie I had seen there. Yeah. <laughs> like a whole thing. They wouldn't oh, open fuck. that balcony uh, much unless no. that was needed. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't needed very often, but. Uh, I went to the other one a lot more than one in uh, that Tribro yeah. uh, cinemas, yeah, which yeah. is really good. But I, uh, great memories, man. And I don't know, we should mention the Eric Stoltz fiasco. I guess that oh, just, yeah. I well, guess that just proves w- what they would do to make this the perfect movie, you know. And I, and it's not like we haven't been in situations where we put the wrong actor in there yeah. in certain yeah, sometimes roles. Sometimes don't have the chance. Yeah, we don't have the choice in the uh, the. Uh, the ability to make that change and it must have been super but hard man they filmed a lot but think about think about zemeckis you know you knew the script was good yeah and so when he wasn't giving you what you thought you needed and eric stoltz is a great actor he is he's a he fabulous just wasn't, actor just not right for this role just not at that role. time you know can you imagine i i wonder who made that decision i wonder spielberg if the, probably probably he was because saw he, the dailies the and he was like he was this is not gonna this, work so yeah mm. He's like, I'm Steven Spielberg. Have you yeah. seen any of the clips with Eric Stoltz in it? No, I haven't. I, I mean, I, I've heard y'all talk about him before, but I, I never think have. they filmed it chronologically, and I think they he's they have footage of him in the first ten minutes. Definitely that, like where him and Doc Brown are on, at the mall parking yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. and the thing spinning out and everything. They yeah. have that all filmed. You can watch clips from it on. That's uh, crazy. How's he man. doing? Huh? Is he, how is he in him? He's just not as good as Michael J. Fox because Michael J. Fox is like that Tom Hanks character, you know, or a- actor that everyone loves him. You cannot, you could stick Michael J. Fox, and he almost killed himself doing this role because he had to do family ties, get on a plane, fly to wherever they were doing uh, Back to the Future, do that, read his lines on the back for the following morning. At uh, he almost killed himself just doing that Going every like day. He but would fly he was back and forth. Fucking household. Not he was already a household name. Yeah, yeah he was, was, then he was, was a movie star. Oh yeah. yeah, and he could do whatever the hell he wanted. It was perfect. It was and Christopher. He's like, Lloyd, I'm gonna do Doc Hollywood. Fuck you guys. And it changed Christopher Lloyd's movie. career. I, I mean, you think of Crystal Lloyd before this? He was just the drunk, a drug addict oh, in yeah. Taxi. Yeah. I mean, no one knew he him. Played brilliantly. Else. It was really great, and everyone loved him. Uh, but this movie changed everything. I mean, it, same with Leah Thompson and with Crispin Glover or with uh, Tom. Uh, damn, I never remember his name. The guy who played Biff, Tom something. I just uh, had this. Really great. You're just talking about uh, Christopher Lloyd and Taxi, and I, I've seen this one clip recently, and it's so funny. It's where he's like at the DMV getting his license, <laughs> and he's like asking one of the like he's not supposed to ask anybody for help, so he's like, Psst, "Hey." What does a yellow light mean? And, and the guy's like, "Go slower." And he goes, <laughs> "What <laughs> does?" Uh, and the guy keeps saying, "Go slower." And like, you know, he makes a longer and longer and longer pause, and he just keeps going slower every time. Oh, it's funny. so funny. Jim Gutowski. Yeah, really funny man. Have what? you happened to see the the deep kind of? fake trailer that has uh, or seen have you seen any of those those ones a lot of people are doing them now and i've only seen a couple of them uh the one that i think i have shown you guys is the bill Hader one where he's doing the impressions and somebody has cleverly superimposed the people he's doing the impressions over over his face so he's doing a tom uh cruise impression uh-huh. and then you're 
and your eye is watching Bill Hader, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, "What the fuck?" Because it transforms into Tom Cruise. Oh wow! They literally, like they really transition it in the eyes, just right here yeah. into Tom Cruise, and then it goes slightly back to Bill Hader, and he laughs, and he, he does another impression, and they're putting the he putting like Pacino's eyes over him. You're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> he this is making a, me feel weird. He does a great <laughs> well, Pacino. They did it now. <laughs> well, now you're gonna have to look this up because it's crazy. So. They did a scene from Back to the Future with Robert uh, Downey Jr. playing Doc and Tom Holland, who's Spider-Man. I saw that, but I didn't Marty. get to see it. I, I saw it on, like, They did feed. the same thing, and it's crazy. Really? It's like you're watching Michael J. Fox, and all of a sudden you're watch- you're seeing Tom Holland from uh, the Spider-Man kid yeah. do it, and you're like, holy crap. And now you're like, maybe they should redo this movie because Tom Holland looks just fucking like him, and that he would, would be, be great in this. That would be kind of I don't of think dope. I would put Robert Downey Jr. as Doc, but... Uh, in that fake clip, it was good. So, yeah, watch that fake clip next time it pops up. It's I very will. interesting. Yeah. Uh, best things about Back to the Future. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> best, Huey scene, Lewis. best scenes in Back to the Future. Though. It made me a Huey Lewis fan. I was... We do, you don't think we were already with MTV with I Want a New Drug and uh, I mean those things sports came out before this sports was eighty four so I think we were already this took him to another level though too because remember when he was the when he was the teacher in that gym talking to him we all knew who he was yeah. we were like oh yeah, shit yeah, it's Huey yeah. Lewis and he looks like a dork <laughs> I had a chance to go and see him uh, should have taken that and chance didn't. Hmm. If I had recommenders to kids out there, anytime you have the opportunity to see uh, musical acts, fucking take them. Yeah, absolutely. Us old people just sit back and talk about the concert. Man, I wish they were still touring. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, most cases, they're still touring. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) You can can go see Sticks if you you want. Yeah, they were in Vegas when I was there. (laughs) Um, I think... uh, I like phoning it. Come to LA. Any of these guys... Are any of these guys in the band anymore? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah just, it's just a brand too. name yeah. now, right? Right, yeah. There's like one dude that, that sat in on drums one time in 74. <laughs> now he's the most <laughs> he's the guy. current guy. <clears throat> I think uh, favorite scene and favorite quote from that movie is when he's at the dance and he's playing uh, Johnny Be Good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you might not be ready for that yet. But your kids are gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. My buddy and I say that all the time to each other. Like, so good. I remember just the excitement when I was in the theater when when they were planning that big thing where Biff was gonna, uh, where Michael J. Fox was gonna open the door and uh, and well, he, Michael J. Fox was gonna take get your fresh, hands was off gonna her. get fresh and uh, then he was opening the door and he uh, Crispin Glover whipped that door open. Sure as shit was expecting Michael J. Fox in there. It turned out to be Biff. Yeah, and he had to man up, man, and yeah. fucking he. Pummel the man. That was a good scene. It was scene. so great. Yeah. It was really a, a great dun, screenplay. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it made you feel feeling <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Those, those time travel things seem, look effortless when you're when you're watching it on screen, but man, that's, when you're writing that screenplay and you have to connect all those dots Shoot. like that, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. And that set the standard for it. I mean, there were time travel movies clearly before Back to the Future, but Back to the Future was like the, yeah. the this barometer is, um, at some point. This is John Mulaney's favorite movie ever. Oh, yeah. And he does a bunch of skits. That's and, funny. And he's like, I'm going to pitch this movie. He's like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, there's this kid, and he has like a disgraced nuclear physicist as his friend. <laughs> and he's and they're like, wait, wait, this is a teacher at a school? He's like, no. <laughs> like, they never explain how they know each yeah, other, and we all—he's like—and we all just went with it, yeah. like right off the bat. That's really true. true. 
<laughs> Someone who he's can got a relationship get... with his mom. <laughs> yeah. So what? he's got to go back in time, and so you know he kind of almost fucks his mom. He's like, wait, oh, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. <laughs> he's like, they should call this Back to the Future, and he's like, no, Back to the Past, right? Because he goes back to the past. Yeah. He's like, no, Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more of that after this next movie because he took a little break there between uh, uh, Back to did the Future uh, 1 and 2. Well, um, he did 2 and 3 filmed at the same time and they released them a year later from each other. That was 89 and 90. But between that and 1988, and this was a movie I loved when it came out, it was uh, technologically, it was fucking insane what they were able to accomplish in this movie. And once again, he kind of set the bar for something new. And he, he's done that a lot in these movies. And you, you can say what you want about Robert Zemeckis, but he really set the standard for the next level of special effects, using it in his uh, picture. I mean, he's not obviously creating himself, but he's that conduit <laughs> Maybe that he gets is. it in. No, I think it's a lot of other people helping. But uh, <clears throat> a lot of times, Disney and Universal, I think most of his movies are Universal movies. Uh, so this next one, though... Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to pick that on the wild card last week, too, so I'm <laughs> the, uh, really glad I didn't. Yeah. This the was Bob Hoskins show. Bob Hoskins. It was the Bob Hoskins show. It was a Bob Hoskins and Christopher Lloyd show. And obviously, he had worked with Christopher Lloyd already. Talk about a creepy role for Christopher Lloyd, too, man. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it never did you... Did you really... You feared for these fake animated characters no, dude, when he was going to drop them in that when dip? When he put that boot in the dip, <laughs> yeah. man, like, I, I like, almost cried. Yeah. Like, because it, it looked so sad. And, like, <laughs> it makes me sad now. I can literally picture just this little boot, like, no, please. Like, <laughs> now my cup got bugs. Oh, man. It, it was yeah. so fun, though. And, and not an easy role for Bob Hoskins, man. I saw many ma- uh, behind the scenes oh, I bet footage I, yeah. of this. and because there even wasn't like anything like that before. No, this was the first yeah. one where it was done really like well. Like when he goes into like the uh, the Toon world and he's he thinks he's looking for Jess or he thinks he finds Jessica Rabbit yeah. and it's that other just <laughs> yeah, yeah and she's like oh man and you know you know like just you know and then like at that point he jumps out the you know jumps out the window and he's falling and uh, Bugs Bunny yeah. is yeah, parachuting yeah, yeah. and he's like you know. Jumping without a parachute, huh, Doc? And, you know, and he's like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, you wouldn't happen to have a spare, would you? And he's like, well, I do, but I don't think you yeah, want it. Yeah. He's like, I want it, I want it. And he hands him a spare tire, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like. Oh. Like the anvil and everything. <laughs> yeah. This was like the first time where Disney and Looney Tunes met, met. too. They, oh, yeah. They had to go through a lot of contractional stuff to be able to have that in the scene. Yeah. Like those dueling pianos with Daffy Duck and, and Donald? Donald Duck. Oh, my I mean, gosh. That, no one thought they'd ever see that. That was so great. Uh, Who really fun. Who yeah. won? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they blew each other up. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they blew I, each uh, other like spy versus spy. Yeah. Bob Hoskins, he's one of those dudes that I'm always blown away his real accent yeah. to what he can do with oh, the yeah. New York Bronx, yeah. New York accent. Yeah, he, because you would have thought, in this, you would have thought that was his real accent. He really did I mean, a great he's job at that. Super, he's more like Bly from Hook. Yeah. Yeah, oh, hell, Shmee. Shmee. Shmee, yeah. Shmee. Stop me, Shmee. Stop, Shmee. Shmee. Stop Shmee. me, Shmee. Stop me. Don't stop me. <laughs> I, I like to think of that more than like the unleashed character, which is like that. Oh, he was a yeah, vicious fucking, thing, he was a scumbag in that movie. But uh, you think of the scenes where he had to interact with uh, because Charles Fleischer's not there doing the voice of uh, uh, Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit yeah. You know, not until afterwards he goes in. But that 
the scenes where like he's, he's got to hide him, him in the dishwater and stuff, yeah. and they're handcuffed together. If you watch just that scene where he's all over the room and he's dunking him down, and he's pulling up, he's screaming yeah. at him. I yeah. mean, it's just Bob Hoskins with his hands. You have to have a lot of things. faith in your editing team. Oh, you just have to block the fuck out of it. Really, you mm. have to block the hell out of that so everyone knows where they have to be, so the animators can come in and do it. It just seems like a nightmare to me. I love that part when they are handcuffed together and he's yeah. so frustrated and everything. And just, at one point, Roger Rabbit just, just like takes his hands out. out to like scratch it and then just puts it back in. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, for it's a, such a fun movie for like dude. a year or two, uh, Roger Rabbit was like the big thing. Yeah, yeah. the it's weasels. A, uh, the weasels yeah. were did, so great. I'm gonna ram them. Uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Yeah, what used once before in *Romancing the Stone*. So he loves <laughs> also using those one actors. of my favorite Halloween costumes to see on somebody of all time. Roger, that was, was, was the Jessica Rabbit. Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. Wow, you gotta be yeah. able to. You gotta be you able got, to I was gonna it say yeah, this, pull it off. This yeah. very, there's yeah. not a huge section of the female society. Yeah. When you see it built like Jessica like, Rabbit, I know that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can, be, you can't believe what you can accomplish for those. Patty push Cake. Patty Cake. You play Patty Cake with someone else's wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the way to the end, man. Where fucking, uh, where Christopher Lloyd Remember reveals. Me, oh my God! That when I killed your brother, I sounded just. Like this, Just like this. That scared oh the hell out of me. Yeah, no, that was, was it was dark yeah. at the end of it. It really was dark. And the, he pulls out the sword, and it's Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the crooner, no, it's <laughs> the crooner witchcraft. sword. Uh, <laughs> and you were a fan of the uh, NES game. Oh my gosh, uh, dude! I yeah. I have it hard? never it's frustrating. It's very hard. I heard it was never yeah. beaten that game. Yeah, no, it's very and hard. Like, Nobody's ever beaten. I think I spent like an entire summer with my buddy. Just every day, at least for two or three hours a day, just trying to get all of the like riddles. No. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. it was one of those types of games. Yeah, it had it had yeah. a mix of different things in you, it. You had you could part buy... of it was riddles and insults, and then there was a part of it where hmm. you're actually going on a map screen. Yeah, like you could, or you were using you got it. Benny the Cab. Yep. and so you would hop in him and ride around. Okay, it was I items. There were it. items in that thing that you would collect that I had no idea. To how this you day, ever, no how idea. What would you use Yeah, and like he would hop around to charge up his punch, like and I. I remember almost buying it because I have like 40, I think 45 regular NES games. Mm-hmm. I was going to buy it last time I was up north. And my cousin's like, you should put that in first before you buy it. Oh, <laughs> really? And I was like, oh, really? He, he's like, everyone thinks it's as good as they remember it. <laughs> I, you probably would be good because I just, you, I just you were obsessed with it. And, unless right. you were obsessed with yeah. it and played it all the time, you play it now and you're like, wow, man, this is a difficult game. Just tell them what you got. Though You got the Castlevania, the new, ca- the one of the... Oh, that old school one. Yeah, yeah I got... Uh, Apparently, it's a hard game to get. I never knew about it. The, uh, the fourth Castlevania game on PlayStation 1 goes for like 70 or $80. Wow. It's called Symphony of the Night, and uh, that's what it's going for now. And my cousin's like stockpiling like five of them. <laughs> He's waiting <laughs> for the movie to come out. It's yeah. a TV show right now. Yeah, Is there? It's a Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, oh, Netflix cool. show. Oh, uh, I always love the Castlevanias, and uh, yeah, he found me a co- so one of the copies came in. He's like, 80 bucks. I'll give it to you for 30 I said, I'll do it, and I won't have that opportunity again, so... Uh, I'll be we need to we Friday. need to do like a video game edition someday. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun. Uh, <laughs> we'd have to have my Ralph. <laughs> we, double dribble. <laughs> we'd have to include my cousin. He would flip his shit because Uh-oh. he is he is the king of fucking video games. There you go. The, the most frustrating thing is playing somebody of equal match and double dribble because yeah. you just steal it. 
back and forth <laughs> from each other. Every like nobody. Oh, you're gets talking a shot. about actually playing games or yeah. actually doing a pod about well, talking NES. about yeah NES and and I'll play them tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Who Frame Roger Rabbit. All right, let's go to these dual Back to the Futures. We got 89 and 90 here. We can do this as one here because I mean it was genius too, and it was it was a surprise getting to the end of that first Back to the Future and being because they didn't set many movies up like that. Yeah. I mean, and they I guess they did with the Star Wars. So this was 85. So Star Wars was 83, 80 and 83. So I guess we had prepped. Yeah. Uh, the Star the Wars o- trilogy had prepped us that there were going to be yeah. continuations. The only problem I had with one is, why not give yourself a little more time? You got a goddamn time machine. <laughs> right? Show up at the fucking mall yeah. five minutes before yeah. it's supposed to happen. How about a day before? You could sleep in. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, you could beat him in his house. You don't even have to go to the mall. <laughs> I felt that way with like when they got to about Back to the Future 3. I was like, he, he's got to remember, because remember at the beginning of Back to the Future 3, not to jump right over too, but uh, he had to go to the old dock uh to the dock in 1955 to help him get back to the old west and everything but him doing that i always was concerned isn't he concerned that during that period that he's dealing with him that he could be reaching into his thing and pulling out that note that says he's going to be killed by the libyans right like, shouldn't you remind him at every step that don't forget about the libyans yeah because, right yeah <laughs> two was the was more fun I thought it was way more fun. Than you thought it was one. more fun. I, two was one of my. I was. I love two. I mean, I'm not. I'm well, not I was more fascinated by the future esque ness yeah. of it. You know I, what I, I mean? I like, like how they kept carrying out that Grady Wilson the for mayor. Oh yeah. my gosh! All those. Absolutely. They had like ten or twelve yep. different like carryovers. Yeah. You know, they had the. You always knew he principal. was. He was the principal. They yeah. had Strickland. You knew they were going to go to the diner. You knew yeah. Biff was going to come in and say, "Hey, McFly." Yeah, because like, he but did the, it in every one. It had the storyline in it. The manure would, would be the <laughs> yeah would be the first thing I would do if I got a time machine. Mm. I'd get a sports book yeah, yeah. of Absolutely. every game that won yep. for the last fifty years, and I'm going back. It was genius. Month, it really was brilliant. Completely obscure quote that I tend to say all the time is, uh, "Your jacket is now dry." <laughs> <That's a good laughs> <one. laughs> they made those shoes. You know, they have yeah those the shoes. self-lacing yeah, Nikes. They're, they're yeah, expensive as fuck. Like I'm sure they are. And he had to play a bunch of characters. Though. Oh yeah, that was yeah. they had to play more. This. Where he's hanging upside down yeah. with yeah. the traction because yeah. he threw yeah. his back out. Yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi. Perfect. And they had to, back then. They had to do the clever thing of a lot of times putting different actors on but like when he played the sister you saw him at one point but when they're at the table she has these big glasses on so you yeah, can tell yeah, that yeah. that's probably right, not yeah. him and uh, Flea was in it and Flea, oh, Flea that's right. Niles. he was in uh, three yeah, too yeah that's right he was in number three oh, other right. boys don't work on water <laughs> unless you've got power hook <laughs> 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 up people yeah people forget uh, part of Biff's crew in the first one was Billy Zane that's right I mean, really they, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize yeah. that mm-hmm. he was how do you get up on stage so fast that no was, that was Billy Zane who said that yeah and I I don't think he ended up coming back for. He might have came back for two, but he not for busy. three. Yeah, uh, yeah. He ended up getting big after. He was that. doing the Phantom. Well, Crispin, that time. because it's notorious that Crispin and Zemeckis didn't get along, and that's why Crispin didn't come back, and they had to recast uh, the, dad. Uh, the the dad, and they also had to uh, recast Jennifer, and that was just because I think uh, Jennifer's uh, the woman playing Jennifer. Uh, was off doing other stuff and she wanted to lo- uh, leave the business. Now she's the one who's going around to the cons. I was the first Jennifer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember and, you and saying that. People still pay her money to get pictures with her. That's she's crazy. still famous just off that. But I, it seems like 
she's doing it so much now that it's definitely a regret that to, she makes. To be famous, all you got to do, here's the key to being famous if you ever want to be famous. All you got to do is get famous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then you're famous. Dude, I've never even thought about doing that. Then you're famous, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing that tomorrow. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, ready? I'm famous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was that easy. Just, Holy shit. Just check your wallet, man. Man, this is... I, y'all don't even know how this feels. This well, feels I appreciate so you coming right to the now. pod now that you're, yeah, now know, that you're a celebrity. Right? I, you know what the thing is, though, is I got some other engagements. Yeah, look. It's I going to his head already. I'll see you guys later. He hasn't been a famous person for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I knew it would go to his head. <laughs> um, Anyways. Uh, yeah, the second one. Well, there's something interesting about the second one. I've heard Zemeckis and Bob Gale talk about that the biggest mistake was even... Uh, the biggest mistake was having Jennifer at the end of number one. If he didn't have them, if she had, if they had their moment and she had gone inside or something like that, and it was just Marty, it would have made a lot more sense because they had to literally. I mean, it worked good with her character what they did with two, but having they no, just dumped her, they in just an alley. dumped her on the alley. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 she'll be fine. And, then, be fine. and then they dumped her on the front porch. Yeah, when that's they got right. Back. Yeah, and that's where she stayed until the very end of number three. And I, they said that was always a problem. But what are you going to do with her? You can't yeah. like include her in with all this stuff and everything. What was your favorite stuff from scene from number two? From number two, um, I mean, it's probably the hoverboard chase where they go over the water, um, or like when he's playing the video game, you know, uh, Wild Gunman. Yeah, and he's like, "You have to use your hands. It's a baby's toy," <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, that diner scene was. I great. like uh, I like the scene with Strickland. With the shotgun on oh, the porch. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. That whole about scene that. when he got back to the alternate universe and the Biff had the tower. Yeah, and that was, was really that was really dark. Good. But oh, I also he, like the 1955 stuff. He was going to kill Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and his m- mother had those obscene fake breasts. Yeah, yeah Leah Thompson. She was yeah. great. I I love the stuff with Strickland at the school when you saw what he was doing during the dance. Mm. Like he went back to his office to drink. Oh, Remember, yeah, yeah, Marty yeah. was under the desk yeah. trying to grab the yeah. uh, the almanac, but he had. Biff had swished it with the ooh-la-la book. Yeah, so yeah, he just I remember going, ooh-la-la. And then he looked out the window and he could see his dad outside about to uh, fight Biff. And right. it's just these kind of weird worlds going on at the same Yeah, time. that was definitely the first time I saw them doing that type of stuff. The, my favorite scene, for some reason, was when the old man went back to Biff and yeah. tried to yeah, kill him. Oh, too. yeah. And then later on, he's like, that can drive some old car. man came to me and said, if a young kid yeah. or a crazy wild guy scientist, wild yeah. scientist yeah. showed up, that I should kill him. Yeah. Oh. God, I love the... Uh, Butthead. I, I'm always super excited <laughs> when it gets to the Joe Flattery scene at the end when Joe Flattery, wor- uh, is, you know, the jackass. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he's works for UPS. Yeah. And he shows up at the end and he was like, I actually, we had actually a bet to see if you'd actually show up. It looks yeah. like I lost. Yeah. Uh, and he gives him that Gratuity letter. Gratuity is customary. And he gives him that letter and he's like, he's like, what are you going to do, kid? And he says, there's only one man who can help me. And that music kicks in. I yeah. get goosebumps almost thinking about it. Yeah, with him, with him walking around the corner and they jump to the music and that scenes from number one and yeah. then him approaching Doc and Doc just passing out in the street and, yeah. and they and it just ended the, and you're like the Holy marketers crap. the marketers of that movie they they knew they were going to do multiple movies mm-hmm. and uh, when you saw to be continued yeah. Yeah. after the oh first one you're like fuck yeah. yeah and then the second one did the same thing yeah to and be concluded and yeah, that's what it said yeah yeah and you then knew, it was the you end. knew you had another one coming yeah and three was gr- three was great three oh, yeah. oh, I loved it and what's great about watching these as a trilogy is you know what's coming you're like oh I get to watch number two after this and then it's yeah. oh man I get to watch number three and yeah you get to see all that stuff like I was super excited that my girl. Uh, watched number two. We had watched number one because it just happened to be on TV. And then she, I went to sleep. She watched number two, and 
I queued up number two the next morning to put it on, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, I watched it last night." I was like, "You watched it last night? You watched a you fucking watched a movie, movie without yeah. me by yourself?" <laughs> and so I took it out. She's like, "No, you can put it on again. It was good." And I said, "No, I'll put three on." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Trust me, I've seen these five, 50 times each, yeah. so I can I can put three on." And she had never seen three, and she was so excited to see it. So yeah. It's a trilogy that like even huge movie not big fans of movies will love because they're just that engrossing man yeah and how about three some of the big scenes and favorite stuff from three i love the uh mary steam version worked in really oh, yeah. well yeah, she was that, great man. she was good in that um <laughs> i think my overall favorite scene in that one though and i won't get into the whole scene is just uh the the gunfight oh you know yeah, yeah. hits yeah, him yeah. in the stomach like, right out of uh clint eastwood yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah no he called himself hey, clint eastwood Fistful dollars. Fistful dollars. Yeah. yeah he's like clint eastwood's gonna <laughs> be, be the known biggest, the known, biggest known down yellow down belly <laughs> in the county yeah. how many has he had yeah he hasn't had any. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just likes to hold it. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. That's probably my favorite line from yeah. the <laughs> What's that knee cave? Yeah. Yeah. What's that written on that moccasins yeah. there? Yeah. That's so great, man. You dance. And he starts moonwalking. You can dance better than yeah. that. Oh, and he hits the spittoon. Oh, oh, God, oh that's movie, right. Man. Yeah. It's such a great movie. Uh, I love the... You get to go back far where Strickland's teaching his kid, who is the Strickland that we know later on, or they're building the clock tower and they have ZZ yeah, Top really there, cool, man. Yeah. It's so great. He's like, we can't kill him tomorrow at noon. We're, we're robbing the stage coach. Yeah. How about what? eight? I like <laughs> in that character actor that was the train conductor. Well, he was, was good. The guy who sold him the gun, he was the guy from Fletch. Who's like you doing some stunt driving up there? That's the oh, yeah, that that's Smith right, yeah. guy uh, that gave him the gun. He says, "You know, if you die, I'm taking it back." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He was the way you learn to shoot like that. Oh yeah, that's wow. right. Seven Eleven. That's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the they do that kind of uh, model every time, which they don't need to do. You know, Doc could just sit down with Marty and say, "This is what you're gonna do," yeah, but he, he spends that huge. It takes yeah. weeks when he could have been actually doing stuff. It makes that model. Yeah, it's a crude. The yeah. first one, he's like, was really detailed in the first yeah, movie when yeah. he did it. I love uh, <laughs> when they're at the dance and. Marty takes the uh, pie plate and throws it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you see the inside and it says Frisbee Pies. Like, and, he, and he says far out. She's like, it was right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really great. Yeah. All right. Such a fun movie. Next one, I'm telling you, from from here on, he, he, he really, you don't realize it until you start going through all Robert Zemeckis' movies how... Uh, his movies were a technological breakthrough in, in everything he, he had d- done at that time. And the next one, 1992's Death Becomes Her, totally, man. Some of the oh, special yeah. effects in this movie is what made this movie. Yeah. I mean, you look at that scene with uh, with Meryl Streep's head turned around and everything. Or the whole the whole side of Goldie Hawn's oh, stomach. Oh, yeah. And you're like, looking crazy, through man. it. Yeah. I mean, that was right. like... The, it's easy to do now, but back then in no, 1992, back then it was just like you. Is that I'd Isabella Rossellini? Isabella Rossellini. I had a crush she was on so her, great. man. She she was, she looked cute in there, not cute in black, uh, blue velvet. <laughs> I mean, blue velvet. She was like homely. She though. was yeah. the she was the one that gave him the the potion, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. She was yeah. a supermodel. They dumbed her. Oh down yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. They dumbed her down for yeah for blue velvet. For blue velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's always uh, she's been in a lot of good movies. Uh, is it, oh, whatever happened to her? And she they did a they did a great job aging Bruce Willis. Yeah. Two. Yeah. This was a fun ass movie, man. So basically, what you got? We got Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn being obsessed with their looks. Uh, but do you remember? And a lot of people forget this part of the movie. A lot of people always remember the uh, the shooting Goldie Hawn in the stomach and, the, and that later half. But they remember the opening part where Goldie Hawn was super. Uh, 
got scorned by Meryl Streep and she fell down that fucking rabbit hole and got huge where she oh, Goldie yeah, Hawn yeah, gained yeah, yeah, yeah. like huh. 300 pounds in this movie that's right. and she's just sitting in her chair eating food and like hating on Meryl Streep yeah. as Meryl Streep's career is getting great and then uh, what's her name uh, Goldie Hawn loses all the weight not realizing that she said everyone had found Isabella Rossellini at a different time, really. Uh-huh. So you don't realize it then until Meryl Streep tries to kill Goldie Hawn later that she had already drank the potion that Isabella Rossellini. Because right. according to us, we didn't. The first person we saw yeah. get it was, Mer- was uh, no, it was Meryl Streep. Oh, oh okay. Meryl Streep fall down the uh, stairs. Yeah, no, no, no. When uh, when she went and visited Isabella. Oh, Rossellini. getting the potion. Because remember, it yeah, was Meryl yeah, yeah, Streep yeah. kept going back to her plastic surgeon, and she's like, "There's only so much more That's we can right, do for yeah. you." And, and she's like, "Money is not an issue." And he's like, "Cha-ching." Yeah. She's like, I, well, I do know one person, and then remember, it's like like a dark and stormy castle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's all like really good looking people all around her and everything. And I had that great scene with Meryl Streep where she she drinks the uh, potion, and then she's she's like. Uh, <clears throat> The, but there's one thing, and she's like, "But this, you tell me now, this yeah, is a but." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, I, what she told her, you just got to take care of yourself because, yeah. and that's where Bruce Willis's character came. They had in, to so hold. Intricate. He had to keep them together. Yeah. Yep. My favorite scene is the last scene. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh when yeah. They fall like, down the steps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Even before were, that, when they were like helping each other, like hold each other's faces yeah. together yeah <laughs> they were mean as shit to bruce willis and they you were. would think uh they should have been sweet as hell to bruce willis yeah. because they, they didn't realize well, how he put valuable he was he should have just yeah left a long time ago wasn't he he was like happy when he died well he was with <laughs> he was with goldie at the beginning of yeah. the movie and then he left her and that's one, one of the reasons that goldie Hahn was so pissed off because not only did uh, Meryl have the stardom? Uh, she got, eventually got Bruce Willis, but by the time they reconnected, they were Bruce Willis and Meryl Streep were in a loveless relationship. So she was almost he was almost ready to go back to to Goldie Hawn until it all kind of came to the surface of what was going on. Yeah, which I, I technically I guess we haven't mentioned what's going on. So there's like a formula <laughs> that the uh, that Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep take, which will not let them age. They won't age at all, and they they won't die. But they could still get hurt and injured. And yeah, like you said, the first time we see it is where Meryl gets pushed down the staircase and her head just turns around. Exorcist style yeah. with a spring. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw the the making of this where she had like the this was before like the dots that they put on their heads mm-hmm. now, Right. Like yeah. green screen. They had like the green hood over the uh, over her head or the actor's actress's mm. head. Uh, probably still her because they had to use her body. And uh, so that made it look like she was backwards, and she had to walk backwards at times and everything. So it was very intricate. Man, he, I think he would have a much more enjoyable time on set if he didn't but maybe uh, create he so that. many uh, but maybe that was hard things to, to do. Oh, it must have been. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that otherwise. we did that was our favorite was- – Stuff that we did making movies was like brainstorming type that, of stuff. That yeah. rigging when the acid falls down. Yeah, yeah, that worked on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we had it great. on the wide shot, so it looks like it didn't even have to. But <laughs> having Cheek put a bunch of mealworms in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, no, we had oh. to go old school. We were all we were happy to go guerrilla filming uh, back then too. Uh, I mean, even it's now, cheaper. but yeah. yeah, it's cheaper to do it that way. Anyways, I can I just can't imagine how much. Uh, I mean, when you have the backing of Universal and all Can these you people, having this, a budget? at this point, hey, here's I mean, ten million dollars. Go make a movie. Yeah, I mean, this real. point, I'm after nine Back in the my future, bank account, and I'll make it for a yeah. Million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but at this point, he had he had some of the biggest blockbusters ever. So they were just doing whatever he wanted uh, at at this point. So Death Becomes Her was just one of those perfect, fun little kind of 
almost crossed between sci-fi, horror, and comedy were the heavy on the comedy for sure, and it was just fun, man. All right, this next movie. This is the one that gets a whole shitload of awards here for everybody, and that is 1994's Farce Gump. Jenny. <laughs> something dumped up in that <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, there was... It, something happened yesterday, too. I was uh, watching some of the trailers and everything, and my wife, for some reason, does not like this movie at all. And really? I, she gets annoyed by... She's the one person. She, she gets... Wow. Yeah, and I told her, I when I'm about to tra- play the trailer to her, and I said, first of all, no one hates this movie. He said, so I'm surprised you hate it. She's like, I was just annoyed by his voice. I couldn't get by it. I only made it 20 minutes in. And I started telling her about it and everything, and I started getting, like, super emotional, and uh, I started, like... Uh, <clears throat> Like breaking down almost to tears. And now they're divorced. I had to no. I had to. I was That's choking. The announcement we're I was choking up so hard telling her the story. Yeah. Uh, specifically the the Jenny and the uh, in the forest relationship where he's trying to be with her. I won't do it here. Hopefully. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, he's trying like his whole life to get with this one girl. Yeah. You know. And then when he finally gets with her, they have like a such a short period of time together, and then she ends up dying. Yeah. And I I was like it was it's the fucking saddest thing in the world. And she's let well, them sound good she said you can't even get through talking about it that's how emotional that fucking thing is yeah and there was a point where i was talking to her where i could not even speak i had to like like hold it because it was uh no when um what's his name uh Haley joel osmond yeah comes on screen and he's just like like, hello my name's forrest gump you know like oh my gosh dude it's some sad shit i had went a long time before seeing this too everyone had seen it before me and it was one of those movies that everyone said was so great that i i for some reason avoided watching it and I was like I'll see it someday and so I probably uh, was saw it two years after 94 I probably didn't see it until 95 and I was pissed because 94 it was up against uh, Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction uh, for the uh, Oscars so I I knew Forrest Gump was going to win them all too so do you ever see the family guy cutaway about Forrest Gump Uh, probably if it was early in the It's, it's Jenny showing up to Forrest Gump's house and going Forrest, now that I've had an entire cocaine-fueled yeah. life and done yeah. Yeah. tag teams and everything like yeah. that, I'm finally ready to have sex with you. And he goes, okay, Jenny, and then I'll raise the AIDS baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's messed up. <laughs> so fucked up, dude. Uh, when you realize what this movie is, too, and it, I, I mean, basically it's uh, someone who's lived the most incredible, crazy life yeah. ever, and he's telling it as he's kind of going back to sitting uh, at the bus stop to sitting at the bus stop yeah. you know and he's he's relating it and it takes a while i, I agree the uh his kind of way of speaking takes a while to get into it but yeah. i don't think it takes longer than like five to ten minutes yeah you're into yeah. it mm-hmm. you could see she the taught me to climb yeah. i taught her to dangle <laughs> your mom really cares about your education sally field is the mom was yeah. so good in this, she was man. great and j- just to see him go through all the stuff, I mean, the war stuff, man, yeah, that uh, war stuff was great, dude. Was when he meets Bubba and when he meets Lieutenant Dan, and even the stuff later on where Lieutenant Dan is like going down that dark, dark hole. Yeah. And dude, they're hanging out together. A, trying to, is it Ariel Spears? I think he's a black comedian. He does. He does a rendition of um, Bubba. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about the Ariel shrimp. Spears. Yeah. But yeah. he's talking about weed. He's like, they got cush weed. He does it perfectly for like three minutes. Yeah. Or two minutes. Uh, this one got me to get, get really yeah. high. <laughs> 
But you think of the two technological breakthroughs they made with this movie, and one of them was to be able to get rid of uh, Gary Sinise's legs yeah. so well yeah. that you were like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. And the other one was working Forrest into those old footage where yeah. he was like talking at to JFK yeah. and talking to Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the White House. I'm at the Watergate. And someone, there's been a break in it. Yeah. <laughs> All those fun little things, man. And then it almost... It's almost like a three-part or even four-part movie, you know, yeah. because you have the stuff with the war and the uh, the protesters and at the monument where he sees Jenny again. Then you uh, got the uh, uh, stuff where he's at war and then the stuff where he's just running at the end and he's meeting all these people yeah. and the happy Shit face happens. on the yeah. <laughs> But the, the running thing, it, it, it was strange because, you know, it was almost like a journey for him. Yeah. 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 As, like he didn't. Like he had a bunch of people start just following him, and then when he stopped, yeah, be quiet, be quiet. He's gonna say something. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I think I'll go home now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? <laughs> and it it really would have been probably one of the uh, the best love stories ever, you know, because these two <laughs> that were that were friends when they were like on the bus yeah. in elementary school, and if they had uh, and they went off to do their own experience and everything and come back together, and if they had spent the rest of their life together and grow old together, it would yeah. have been oh, it's beautiful. But yeah. it just it's something about finally getting uh, with this uh, uh, woman. Maybe it's because. I was best friends with someone for like 10 years before yeah. I ended up dating her and the idea that you could finally get with her and then something fucked up happens oh. and I don't know how long have they been together a year six months I don't maybe. even maybe yeah. and then she ends up dying and I'm like what the fuck yeah. I mean it really took a kind of sad uh, kind of point to it they had to yeah. I, I do love like when he's sitting you know at the bus stop and he's telling his story and he starts talking about the bubble grump uh, yeah. shrimp stuff yeah. you know and the guy like mm-hmm laughs at him and tells him that he's lying you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah, and he's yeah. like all this time we were sitting next to a millionaire <laughs> yeah. and you know he walks off and then he asks the ladies like would you like to see Lieutenant Dan and he opens his briefcase and it's a picture of him with Time Magazine yeah, yeah. you know on the Bubba Gump thing and you know and she's just like well that's just great you know what I mean like uh, you know it's, 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 talk it's, about the uh, Ten Dan says we don't have to money about money no more yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got the I, Apple Apple stock, stock. oh my oh. gosh <laughs> Uh, the uh, the music in this movie, man. Oh, it had that two discs. One of my uh, favorite. I, I'm yeah. not even much of a classic rock. I do like yeah. classic rock, but I don't ones, listen to it yeah, all it that often. But like, if I were ever gonna be like, you know, okay, I can have one movie soundtrack that I can listen to yeah. forever, it would be the Forrest Gump yeah. soundtrack. It had two discs. It was so big. Fogarty yeah. was on a couple. Uh, of just a lot of them. I can't even. I couldn't. John Fogarty. Yeah. Every time I hear his songs, it reminds me of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, for some reason. I mean, his protesting what's song, the, that uh, Fortunate run Son. The, the Run Through the Jungle. Fortunate I Son mean, was, is a uh, protest yeah. about sending people to war. And Run Through the Jungle was straight yeah. up Vietnam. A lot of their stuff was What's the one where Vietnam she's based. standing on the on the ledge? Um, it's that guitar solo that's just like, you know, uh, it's super famous. Freebird? Yeah, I think it is. No, Freebird is uh, Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, where, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. she's standing on the ledge and, like, you know, she just did a yeah, bunch right, of cocaine. Right. I think that's what it is. Is that le- beginning of Lethal Weapon? <laughs> <laughs> that was a Christmas song, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but she was standing on a ledge yeah, well, doing yeah, cocaine, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should you know that's where I do my cocaine. <laughs> standing on a ledge. So, it, but 14 years after his first movie, this was the one that it, he won. Uh, Robert Zemeckis won the Golden Globe for Best uh, Picture and or Best Director, and it uh, won him the 
Academy Award Best Director. Really? And that's, and that's his first wins? That's his first and only win. He hasn't won one really? before or since. It was Forrest Gump that uh, did Nowadays, it. He completely if, deserved it. If he sure. came out with Back to the Future, that would win. Like, those movies didn't win well, back then. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, yeah, now fun movies. Ma- Mar- Marvel movies are now being nominated. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's more of a... But, like, back in the day, they never would have done that. Uh, Dramas. St- and still, in the in today, they'd still never win. Uh best picture but they got to put it up there you know be nice to be nominated you were yeah. nominated um, <laughs> simple check yeah <laughs> no <laughs> uh also i should mention that robert zemeckis said that while he is alive they will never reboot back to the future somebody better kill that motherfucker yeah <laughs> no i have no problem with them not touching it yeah but I, I after mean, seeing that tom holland thing it definitely I, gave I, me me uh pause <laughs> because i think they could but uh, I would rather them continue the universe and not try to remake it. You mm-hmm. know, I don't need to see another Marty McFly. And if you're going to do another Marty McFly, you need to do uh, Michael J. Fox uh, as the Doc character, or, that would be... or just not the Doc character, just an older, wiser, shit I know guy. shit, I know shit type of character that yeah. someone can go to. But I don't know. I, I think you should just leave it alone. You know, yeah. It, it, it holds up, he's man. Pretty, he's pretty really far gone, up. isn't he? Who's this? Zemeckis? No. Uh, uh, Michael J. Michael no, he's James. out there doing his thing. As long as he's on his meds, I mean, he, he he's certainly not going to live like a completely full life. But he's he's already past what people probably thought, and he's doing well. Yeah. Some of the jokes they make about him are terrible, but yeah. they're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Segura rails on him all the time. Who? Tom Segura. He's oh, like, I'm know. not watching that sitcom. What? They're going to be an inside joke about Parkinson's the whole goddamn show? <laughs> Parmesan cheese? I can do that all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't... Uh, I mean, that didn't even come out until after those, those Back to the Future were out and yeah. Family Ties oh, were yeah, before absolutely. we had any yeah. clue. Yeah, yeah. And he had it all the way back during Family Ties. Did he really? He, yeah. He talks about that's when he first noticed it was at, during Family Ties. Wow. That was back when Republicans, you could be a Republican and you could still like the person. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He was probably the most famous kind of... Uh, remember he had a picture of Ronnie yeah. Reagan? I, I don't remember that. He had a picture of Ronnie Reagan. He used to carry oh, yeah, around man. with him. It was funny. That that was like the big joke. His whole the young family Republican. was hippies. Yeah. Except he was a yuppie. <laughs> yeah. Like a that's hardcore... Like oh, yeah. Hardcore neo-conservative. Wow. As hardcore as you could be back then. Now, back then. now it's a whole different yeah. kind of thing. Now, then, he's probably a Democrat. <laughs> All right. This next one. This one's going to take Robert Zemeckis to space. Oh. And this is 1997's Contact. It's a good movie. Yeah. And I should mention, though, I'll pull across the curtain. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's first. It's good. That's no, the film's yeah, first. Right. I know. Well, no, Get that timestamp right there. <laughs> <laughs> So, 7,500 movies we've talked about. Uh, <laughs> another weird one is that my wife's seen it. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was trying to tell me That's about it yesterday. Yeah. She's read the book. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. like, it was based off a famous book, I think book it was too. a... Yeah, it yeah. was a famous so book. So she read the book and saw the movie. Someone mm. made her watch it, I think, and she had already seen the, read the book, so she was fine watching it. Yeah. What year? Uh, 97. It's a little long. Yeah, um, I hear it's, it's two and a half hours. I'm yeah. sure I would love it, and I've been looking for it recently, but I just have to order it online. The, the girlfriend I had at the time was a... Was a Astrophysics. Yeah, so this is probably so up her alley. We were dating at the time, and we went and saw it. Now, I've definitely seen a lot of clips, and I could see enough that I, I know the story, and I know what's kind of going on. But uh, So you can correct me if I'm wrong here. So Jodie Foster, so she's getting James some, Woods. James Woods, Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, there's another main guy, I think, in that group of people. Is it Molina? Maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, so they get like uh, they get a message 
and everything, and she's supposed to build something? Is that what the kind of premise yeah, is? Yeah, so... And people um, are freaking out because you don't know if you're building something that's going to destroy Earth. Right. Like, the aliens just got you to, to build something, and that part of it, it very interests me a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's basically why it's called contact is yeah. because they, you know, they're wanting to make first contact and this is how it does, this is how it happens. And so like <laughs> she finds a signal in like the Vega star system or something like that and deciphers it. And it's basically plans to build this giant machine, you know? And so <laughs> they, we need a wormhole machine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though, is they don't know what it's supposed to do yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think James Woods was like the. The character who is like, you don't want to be doing this. Right. You, every time I see a clip, it's just him saying, you don't know what they could <laughs> Maybe be. Maybe an asshole, but I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and so, like, you know, that's that's what the major portion of the of the first part of the movie is about, yeah. is them building this machine and everything like that. And so, How much is, uh, of it is her in space? Oh, a good man. chunk or half hour or hour? 45 minutes. Like 45 minutes, 10, maybe? 15 minutes. Oh, oh really? really? It's not yeah. that much. Just no. the ending, huh? Yeah. Well, um, she was in that transporter pod right for so a good five minutes so like this is a little spoilery but it's <laughs> been family out. guy already ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so basically she gets they they construct the thing and they decide that she's going to be the one that goes into it or whatever um and it's this like big you know ball that she's inside of and it drops down into one of those um what do they call them they have them at like fairs and stuff where like centrifuge okay yeah, where, yeah, like yeah. everything's moving all yeah, at one yeah. time you know um they have that one that's yeah like it's, it's in the bottom drops out of the cage but you right, stay there and you because, stay there and it's like it's yeah. swirling in every different direction oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um and so the purpose is is they get that thing up to speed and then they drop the ball down in there and like that's what's supposed to transport her. Uh -huh. um, but something happens, and the fucking machine fucks up and gets destroyed. Yeah. And they're like, well, great. Now we've spent all this time and money. And like, she did get launched? Well, she got launched no, they destroyed? fail. Oh, and okay. so you're like, what the fuck? Well, then you find out that there's like some tech company on the other side of the world that's mm -hmm. been like secretly making another one. Oh, you okay. know? Um, and so they go over there, and, you know, they... and and. She ends Elon up. Elon Musk. Yeah, right. It, she ends we work up the bugs out for you, Jody. Pretty much, you know. Um, and so they end up doing it successfully, and she does get transported. And I won't say what happens there and what happens after and all that stuff because that's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. the big like. Whoa, but that must have been a freaky know? moment. Like she probably she saw what did she see one of them blow up and then she's got to get into the other one right yeah. and and like it's very intense as <laughs> sure. like as yeah. she's getting ready to to drop and everything's working correctly like everything around her starts to like just become like transparent and uh -huh. she can literally like kind of see into the wormhole yeah. and as she's falling she's like recording and talking and saying everything that happens yeah. and like yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah. I, I know the ending too because it's one of those endings. I think it got ruined for a lot of people after uh -huh. it had coming out, and a lot of people weren't like super thrilled with the ending. Some people bought onto it. Some people were yeah, like, eh, I, mean, yeah. "I was hoping for more than that." But right. most people do like Contact, and it, there's no reason I shouldn't have seen it. I just have not had the opportunity. So next time I catch it at the it was a dude in his but... basement in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're gonna build it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now show me your tits. I saw, <laughs> I saw it on Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll go to this next one. This one, 2000. And this was an interesting one because this, this one has an odd pairing with these next two. 
because you got What Lies Beneath and you got Castaway, and they're both 2000s. The What Lies Beneath actually was released first, so we'll talk about that first, but what actually happened is they started filming Castaway first, and they filmed up to a certain point oh, until yeah. where uh, Tom Hanks had to lose the weight. Oh, So right. he, they left him to lose the weight, and during that time, they went and made What Lies Beneath. Wow. <laughs> so, and then when What Lies Beneath was done, they went back to talk Castaway. about a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. right? It was probably filmed- nine months, or it's like, you got nine months. You got nine months, three days, and 16 hours. We need your 50 pounds down. And, yeah, and it's not like he's putting it on, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah. No, putting it on is easy. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. Month, yeah. Meet me back here. Give me a Domino's yeah. unlimited credit card. Yeah, right. And a lot of actors do it, man. And Tom Hanks is not the actor that normally does this type of thing. This is the only time in his career that I think he's done it, and he the got, only time he will ever do it. He got diabetes. From, oh, is that what? True? Is that yeah, really? Wow. Absolutely. He yeah. got diabetes That's from crazy. losing weight so much and, and gaining weight. That's so why much when people roles. like uh, De Niro or Christian Bale, oh, I forgot to mention this Christian Bale thing. Did you hear what you know? Who Tessa dead. Thompson is Tessa. Tessa, <laughs> don't, don't be doing that. Uh, just to be clear, he is not. <laughs> uh, Tessa Thompson is uh, she's the girl from Creed. She's also Valkyrie in the oh, Thor yeah, movies. Yeah, okay, I got you. She was in an interview the other day and revealed that Christian Bale is the new villain in the new Thor movie. Really? Yep. And apparently, she said it, and people are pissed that she said it, like the higher ups. But supposedly, it's true that Christian Bale is going to play the They're new villain. Fake pissed. Uh, yeah. And so you know, Christian, tell him <laughs> act like she doesn't know. <laughs> you know they do that. Uh, shit. So him as a villain is going to be insane. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. But all right, let's go back to. So we'll start with uh, what lies beneath. I love this movie. I thought it was a great, great Hitchcockian. Give me the premise, type. and then it'll come back to me because I've, oh, seen, it. It. I've fun, seen it. I've seen it, but I need you to. So you've got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Harrison Ford. And they're living in this house, and it looks kind of like Nantucket. It's like this really nice house right by the water. And their neighbors are um, uh, James Remore, uh, James, yeah, what's his name? You, you're pulling the cast up? Oh, I was looking at the overview. But okay, uh, James, you know, the guy who played uh, Dexter's dad. James, James Remore. Remore, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's amazing in this. He plays the neighbor, and she starts to see like see strange this. happenings in the house and she's she thinks the house is haunted and after a while you sure as shit the house is haunted and someone's trying to tell her stuff there's weird things happening there's like you know she's um, she's in the bathroom and it's all steamy and all oh, of a sudden yeah, there's words yeah, yeah, yeah. on the uh, on the mirror and everything and she's trying to exp- uh, exp- uh, break it down to her husband, uh, Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not seeing anything. He's trying to be supportive of her, but she's uh, increasingly going crazy. And then she's she has this like rear window type moment where she sees the neighbors feuding. She hears the neighbors feuding, then she hears the neighbors having sex, and then she, they're feuding. And uh, then she suddenly, the neighbor uh, woman uh, comes to the edge of the fence and looks like she wants to say something to her and then runs away and then uh, all of a sudden the woman disappears you know you see the husband carrying the big sack out and she's like i think the house is haunted and i think it's the uh the ghost of the neighbor woman who was killed by her husband james remore so to the point where it was like there was a moment where she was so sure that she ran into this it was like a big school they all worked i guess harrison ford worked at the school and everyone in that area did so it was this big like I mean, art show or something at the uh, at the school, and Michelle Pfeiffer burst in and accuses James Remar of murdering his wife. He said, "I know you fucking killed your wife." People everywhere. Oh, wow. Then his wife just came over and like, "What's going on?" Oh, and, and wow. James Remar's like, "I didn't kill my wife. Are you yeah. okay?" Yeah. And then Harrison Ford's like, "We're sorry. We're sorry. Real sorry." Yeah. He takes her back, and she's like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck I just did." Yeah. And so yeah, more, 
Yeah. <laughs> you just cute. She ends up somebody a murder. Yeah. She ends up getting a Ouija board. And, oh, that's the uh, solution. She's <laughs> right? doing like seances with her uh, with her girlfriend and everything, and she's she I gets these initials, movie. and she's and a lot of it's a detective type story where she's breaking down on the uh, internet who these initials belong to, and she she found somebody that went missing in that area with those initials, and then I don't know how spoiler we want to get, but there's a uh, there's a great this, this last 15 minutes was fucking awesome. Yeah, the one scene that I remember, and I'll I'll check with you before I go into it, is where they're well, like they're having sex, and he, she's like, I think um, I think she's starting to suspect something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I totally forgot about that. Oh, that's, that's like the one scene I remember. Yeah. Like, oh, well, because my God. she starts. You can spoil it. She starts. Well, yeah, I'll I'll give a warning now. So we'll we'll spoil it if you want to uh, not be spoiled. Jump forward like five minutes. Uh, Three. <laughs> no, man, I want I want to dive Two. in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she was getting uh, channeled using the Ouija board with the dead girl. Yeah, just jumping into her body. Yeah, and what was going on here? That's what I hate is about actually, Ouija boards, man. What, what was going on <laughs> here sucks. is that, uh, <laughs> and here's the spoiler part. Jump forward if you want to hear it. Three, two, one. Harrison Ford is a fucking scumbag villain in this yeah. movie, big time. Yeah. Cheats on his wife, kills the mistress because she wants to come out and everything, and now that's who's spooking the house, is yeah. the mistress. So the mistress is actually going into, like, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer You're a trouble, girl. And she's, and she, she's a little more <laughs> freaky than Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, like biting yeah. Harrison Ford's lip and yeah. doing all this uh, crazy stuff. But at some point, Harrison Ford uh, figures it out that she's onto him, and he's going to drown her in the tub. You know, mm-hmm. he, he plugs up that tub and fills her up, and there's that great scene, and he is, like, vicious. He's sitting over the tub and saying, ooh, that water's a little cold. Yeah, because he, he injected her with something where she couldn't move, He injected move, her, right? she couldn't move. So she's, like, she can't move at all. But then and let, suddenly her, come back to me. her foot starts moving. I, I'm seeing a big toe. He goes, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she ends up, well, this was afterwards. She's She ends up doing something. Uh, he reaches down to pull her body up, and uh, when he does... You could see the dead girl, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, instead of Michelle Pfeiffer, it looks like he's picking up the dead girl. And it freaks Harrison Ford up so much that he backs up and hits his head on the fucking uh, sink, sink yeah. and falls on the ground. And the water keeps going up to Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's able to move her heel, and she slams her heel onto the plunger, and it pops out, and then uh-huh. the water goes down. And at that point, it's just them wrestling with each other and everything yeah. and trying to fucking kill each other. All the way to the, they go down into the fucking water, and the, that's where the dead girl was. And the dead girl, like, grabs Harrison Ford's foot. Yeah. Just like drags him down man it was, it was crazy but Friday the 13th style the scene that I remember is like they're having sex and she's like I think she's starting to suspect, suspect yeah, yeah, yeah. something and he's like who and Michelle Pfeiffer leans yeah, forward yeah, yeah. and turns into the girl that he just killed slightly. and just goes your wife and <laughs> freaks him the fuck out I just remember that scene so much yeah. like because at first you thought she was just role playing yeah, that's what yeah, he thought yeah, totally. yeah. he was like oh wow I can get into this and everything and then he, <laughs> oh the dead ex-girlfriend scenario <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Joe Piper was really good in this man and this was the he first doesn't play time. a bad guy very often no he doesn't I mean uh yeah, he really doesn't. And it's weird. That was the first time he's worked with like any of the actors in this movie, Robert Zemeckis. I huh. mean, hadn't worked with Harrison Ford, hadn't worked with Michelle Pfeiffer at all. It's very interesting because... Just wanted to go with a clean slate. Yeah, clean slate. So, after What Lies Beneath came out, he goes back to Castaway. So let's yeah. talk some uh, some Castaway, man. One of the it's best... It's <laughs> <laughs> One of the best plane crashes. Oh, God. Yeah. Them deciding to do it at night. Yeah. Great. Oh, with the rain hitting the windshield that, and falling y- through the clouds. I was going to show just... my wife last night. She's like, "Was it as good as Lost?" I said, "I said this. I said that's hard to say because there's probably twenty great 
airplane alive. crash movies. Alive had a good one. Oh, uh, uh, flight. Uh, the, the one fearless with uh, yeah, Alec Jeff Baldwin. Bridges. No, the one with Alec Baldwin up in the wilderness. Oh, the edge. The oh, edge. Yeah, if you remember Fearless with Jeff Bridges. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was fucked up. That, that was fucked I didn't up. See that the the scene, of, and I don't want to get too into this, but the scene in that movie that freaked me out the most is when he was trying to convince Rosie Perez yeah. that she couldn't have held on to her baby. Oh, wow. Because she was guilt ridden because she left, lost her baby, and the baby died. Oh. So he this goes cr- to the store. Crazy, crazy. He buys a little red um, box for tools, yep. toolboxes, yeah. and says, "Hold on to this." Yeah, and he. Boom. He goes right like into 90 a, miles an into hour into a wall, into, oh, a, into a wall with a car. Yeah, and, and uh, the thing goes flying out of her hand. Yeah, yeah. she's like, like, "Hold on to this!" Like you knew it was going to happen. And yeah, see, and she couldn't do it. Yeah, and so yeah. made it's her feel better. That was a fucked up movie. But yeah, the uh, the idea that what made this one different though was certainly was doing it at night. You had images with you didn't see that water until like right right then. there. Yeah, and then it was like that was just half the problem. Once he got under the water and yeah. he's getting shot down and he's got to grab the fucking uh, uh, raft and pulls him up and then when he gets to the surface yeah. I mean what he sees yeah. is like insane and that would be my concern either in if you're in a situation like the Titanic you're in a situation like this airplane everything I wouldn't want to get sucked yeah, down yeah. by the pressure absolutely because that's what you that's your enemy at that point yeah. once you're out of the airplane you, you got lots of enemies you gotta, yeah. you gotta move quick though. yeah you gotta move away from that thing quick and it was uh, he's lucky that it didn't pull him down I think yeah. it did it just he, it, he was he holding inflated on the he raft. inflated yeah. the raft at the mm-hmm. uh, right moment and it yeah. put him back up true and then I, I had That's zero just the beginning problems. Of his problems. I know, right? I had zero problems with the uh, the level of dialogue in the movie. Yeah, oh yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. And uh, uh, and he didn't talk to Wilson a whole lot. It was like one of those things that I think people think that he talked to him a lot more than he actually did. I mean, he had his moments. And it everything. choked me up when he lost him. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and his freakout. I mean, he had uh, certainly. But I love that that stuff where he initially gets on the mm-hmm. island. You know, yeah. he's opening the package and he's bringing the uh, the pilot up and he's taking his shoes off and yeah. he's trying to get the coconut open and he can't do it. Yeah. The scene with his tooth. Oh, oh and the uh, skate. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. That, that says it all right there. Yeah. It's one of those situations that you got to deal with yourself if you're on an island by mm. yourself and you don't want to have to do it. But you're. I don't on- know if I could pull my own tooth out. I don't know if I could take an ice skate edge and cut my own tooth out. Yeah, you can. You, you can. Uh, I guess, man. <laughs> I would be amazed what you could do. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, if yourself. you can cut your own fucking arm off, you know, when do it's we, pinned. Any of you remember how long he was on the island? Was it three years? Maybe it was a while. Five off. years, something like that. I think. Uh, it very similar to I just lent our mom a uh, the movie Arctic, which I'm not sure we've talked about on here yet. Maybe we did. Did we talk about it Don't on the Best it. of 2019? So we can save it. It's so fucking good, but it's very reminiscent of Castaway because it is basically Castaway uh, on a glacier in the four Arctic, years in Arctic. Four years, yeah. And his like inability to kind of adapt. You know, when he got back, he's like sleeping under the bed and everything. Yeah. And oh, I, I, I love when he goes to look at the buffet that they have for yeah. him, and it's all fucking shrimp and lobster and clams and, and yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. crabs and i want a steak yeah he's like, and and he just he just looks at it and laughs you yeah. know what i mean like, i love when he's apparently uh crab and uh coconuts are a natural diuretic yeah. <laughs> himself, or he, the moment he makes fire and everything it, it was just great i, I mean it, it's a hard role to pull off you really pick the right actor to do it because if you're not like all in there with that actor kind of selling it then i mean you got nothing 
and really it was only other people in the first 15 minutes of the movie and the last 15 minutes i, I love those first 15 minutes when you saw him with uh, like as a badass fedex guy mm-hmm. saying we and he's doing the timer thing and he's trying to uh i still disagree with his idea of uh leaving one package uh yeah, uh, closed because that. GPS that? <laughs> could have been a GPS coordinator. At a that satellite time. phone. Satellite Ugh. phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would not do it, man. Flip, I would. Flim. I'd open it and reseal it. <clears throat> that I'd do if I found out it was useless. Then I would. Do I it, am. But. I. I. I'm a very self preservation yeah, guy. And, as anyone so. should be who's on an island. You know, you do what you got to do. You. Yeah. You, you kind of. You're only. Uh, I'd be eating that dude. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Well, you would have had to have done it day one. Yeah, yeah. day one. <laughs> Let's go. No, uh, luckily he was able to. He was good at fishing, and I mean he could survive that way. So, I would. I think I could survive if I had some basic supplies. Like if I just was there and DVD player on my DVD. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So apparently, um, I just happened to pull this up here. The guy who wrote it um stranded himself on an island in order to be able to like feel out how it would like how I'm sure feel. he had some safety measures built into that stranding. <laughs> that brings me back You don't hear from me by next Tuesday. Right? Here's yeah. where I am. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> how but, about um, you just use your imagination? But that's he, where I'd go with that. Right? Um but while he was there a Wilson brand volleyball washed up on shore. Oh, interesting. And really? that's how it that's came into the movie. He befriended yeah. it when it came on to shore. Nice. He killed stingrays to eat them, and he learned how to open it. How many days it. was he there for? Uh, it doesn't say that. That's the impressive yeah. number I'd like to hear. Yeah, no, for real. If I it mean, was six and a half hours, I'm not that. Yeah. It wasn't the Wilson was basically his bloody handprint, wasn't it? Yeah, remember he cut himself yeah. Yeah, he opening cut one hand. of the coconuts, and he got yeah. pissed and threw it. And then he, it, and and then then he, he cut it open, and he put like grass in the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, I wonder who owns He'd Wilson have... right now. It's probably worth some money. It's probably on his mantle, probably. <laughs> it got lost at sea, man. I saw it. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some kind of friend. <laughs> You're gonna go stir crazy. Yeah, you got to. Um... All right, so we got four left here, man. Some really good ones, also. So this next one I had not seen until last week, and uh, it's one of those ones that I try to see every Christmas, and I just never get to. Uh, and that was the Polar Express, two thousand four, and it, it's like a big movie yeah. to kids at that time. I never man. saw it. Uh, it. It's animated, but it's like computer animated. Yeah. It was like it was one of those first times they didn't quite nail it yet. All the, the eyes were still weird, like Ratatouille but, uh, style. No, no, that was animated. That was animated, animated. That this, was like, then what was this? This like? one was like uh, well, Beowulf, who we're going to be talking about next, is like that too. Seen uh, either of those. Yeah. But it's like uh, I don't know what else can you describe it as. Uh, well, pull up, some, pull up a couple. Pull up a couple images you can see it's computer generated it's like yeah. uh what was that uh one uh, final fantasy do you remember mm-hmm. the final fantasy movie and it was really well done except for the eyes like you know japanese it, animation no it's just like it's like computer generated they they people actually played the roles but and it then, wasn't as intricate as it was today like waking and, life uh no 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 <laughs> I, I'm trying I, to find. I, a I don't think it'd be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about the movie while you there see you images of it. And Tom Hanks was the train conductor. right? He, he played six different characters. Oh wow! He played oh, a Polar lot. Polar Express. Oh, <laughs> 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 Motherfucker! Uh, tonight. I went way off. <laughs> uh, so he plays Santa Claus. He plays the crane, train conductor. He mm. plays the narrator. He plays. There's a whole bunch of different characters he plays. Uh, the main kid. Uh, yeah, is uh he's someone famous too the one 
person I do recognize, and you, you'd recognize it in a split second, one of the kids, the d- dorky kid with the glasses, was Eddie Deason, who's the guy from uh, 1941 who's in the uh, the carousel. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, in yeah. the Ferris wheel. He's got that, hey, what, what? That kind of weird kind of uh, Weasley-like mm-hmm. voice, and he's super funny, so I'm glad they used him <laughs> in this. Uh, he just recently had, uh, like, I think, open heart surgery or brain surgery, and he's recovering right now, so hopefully he oh, gets wow. better. But he was, he's great in everything he's in. I've always loved him in 1941. Cloak Hulk and Dagger, he was really good in. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, drop this melon. Going, 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 going. He was so funny, man. He was like Paul Rubens in a way. <laughs> but he had the puppet, remember? Oh yeah, like, oh, just scared like heights, huh? <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> yeah, he was great. So what's going on is uh, you, you got this kid. Mm. He's at home, and it's, it's Christmas Eve, and basically a train comes by, and uh, he, the kid, hears it and walks outside the house, and the train's just right there, and. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks is at there and he says, you, you want to get on? And he says, if you don't want to get on, that's fine. And, uh, he, at first he's like, says, no, he doesn't want to get on. And then like, as the train's moving, he jumps on and you realize that this train is picking up a bunch of kids. And <laughs> oh, where's this movie no, no, going? This is <laughs> where's this movie going? We uh, did a whole trilogy on this <laughs> last week. <laughs> trilogy. I think he squeezed five. I think he did. <laughs> uh, so they're taking them to the, the North Pole, and they're all going to go there and visit Santa Claus before Santa Claus leaves to deliver presents. Mm-hmm. And they're all and uh, a special kid, whoever Santa Claus is going to choose one kid to give a special present. <laughs> they're all going to get presents, bad. but one of them is going to get the first present, and the other ones will get him under the tree and everything. <laughs> right. And a lot of it is on that train. I mean, the majority of it is on that train, and it's really kind of cleverly done. How. The kids get on. Uh, the, we're telling it from the point of view of the one kid that basically we're following, and he gets on the uh, train. And he meets these other kids, and he's not quite sure what's going on. And Tom Hanks, the conductor, he's more the conductor than any of the other characters, and he's kind of gruff and not explaining to kids what's going on. And he picks up another couple kids, and uh, there's a moment where he uh, uh, he's asking for tickets, and he he does this really cool thing with the ticket where he he puts a couple letters and at the very end he puts a couple more letters on it that actually make words mm-hmm. on their way back so you don't know what the words mean drink your old team call me commercial so the one kid loses the uh, this little black girl who he's like really good friends with and, and the Eddie Deason character he ends up losing her ticket for her and then uh, Tom Hanks as the conductor grabs her and uh and someone says he's gonna throw her off the train. <laughs> they're like, "Why? He's not gonna throw her off the train, is he?" So the kid freaks out and follows Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks goes to the t- roof. So the kid has to climb to the roof. Oh, and man. a lot of this is you could tell that they made this 3D, and it was a lot of it was focusing on right. like, stuff whipping at you, and you could tell it's not as quite as good at not being in 3D. Yeah. But the kid's got to go on the top of the train as it's whipping by. Isn't and that he, child he ends up meeting. The, <laughs> he ends up coming across this hobo who he also voices. Tom Hanks also voices, and he does a great job at like masking his voice because I was like, who the hell does this voice? And I looked up, I was like, oh shit, that was Tom Hanks too. <laughs> and uh, he tells him a story and he's like a kind of a ghost up top that just hangs out there and he'll disappear and help the kid at different times. And then uh, Tom Hanks, uh, he ends up catch kid ends up catching up with Tom Hanks and he wasn't going to throw the girl up. He just brought her to the, like the engineer cart. And there were two like, uh, Michael Jeter was one of them. They were these two, like a really skinny guy and a really fat guy who were like the conduct, uh, the, uh, the guys running the train and fixing the train and they had to stop the train for all these reindeers and they had a moment there and it was just 
just this whole adventure getting to the North Pole. And once they were at the North Pole, they wanted to go on their separate adventure Why they took the kids to meet uh, Santa Claus, and they were uh, all got them back there at some point. It, it was just a fun Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play it, like, every year at Nauseam, along with, like, Santa Claus. Every other uh, Christmas the, movie. The Santa Claus <laughs> and all those movies. So, uh, it, I'm, I'm glad I eventually saw it, because it was, uh, it was clever enough, and this was the time period where... Uh, he really got into these computer-generated movies because this one was 2004, and then 2007, which we'll kind of uh, veer right into now, uh, was Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Always loved that story, man. Did you uh, read it growing up in high I school? Did. The Beowulf story, yeah, just excerpts in of Grendel and. Grendel. Uh, Basically, it was a story, and I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I remember owning it and liked it a lot. I liked what they did because uh, Angelina Jolie played Grendel's mother, Mm -hmm. who was almost as vicious as Grendel. Grendel was like her uh, kind of her half-idiot monster child, remember? And he was the one that Beowulf... Beowulf was being hired by the town because Grendel was coming into the town from the mountains and everything and just slaying people. Mm. He was the coyotes of this story, yes. basically. They were coming in... At, he, Grendel comes mm. in at night So it's and like kills. the three amigos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it basically is, and they have to hire Beowulf to go in to kill Grendel. And it was a great scene, man. Really great scene where he had to kill Grendel. Crispin Glover, I guess they had uh, gotten over... Uh, their animosity because Robert Zemeckis hired Crispin Glover back to, uh, mm, to play Grendel's uh, career arc was starting. To- yeah. <laughs> he had a big one back in the day, though, and I think that was part of it, too. He just had a little too big of a head. I, uh, I, I think just he's great because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah it yeah, could yeah. be great or it could be. Yeah. It's like. Like a box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like his, him, him playing... Crispin um, Glover's like a box of him chocolates. In the, <laughs> him in the doors. The doors, too. When he played... Um, uh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah, it's crazy. Or that uh, Wizard of Gore. You ever seen that? That was Mm-mm. that fucking deep, deep was he in? Movie was cut. he in um, Rats? Not Rats. Willard. Willard. Yeah, he was great in Willard. I loved him in Willard. <laughs> Anytime great. I hear the name Andy Warhol, all I can think of is in the Men, on, Men in Black. Oh, yeah. With, so good. Uh, oh, when it Bill Hader. Hader. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking a picture of this person eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm painting <laughs> soup cans. But then he went, yeah, he went out back and he like got <laughs> dropped character. He's like, yeah. you got to pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pull me out, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. All right, back to Beowulf. Sorry. So yeah. Beowulf was voiced by Ray Winston, <laughs> who we know from Sexy Beast and from uh, The Departed. Really great. Got that really deep kind of British voice. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Do the job. Great, great. Do the job. <laughs> yeah, do the job. Do, do the job. job. Well, that's the other guy. But uh, <laughs> So he's got to go in. And remember, the, the trailers were, Angelina Jolie's coming out of the water, and it's she's almost nude, and they it like ends with a crack of her ass, and she's <laughs> she looks just like Angelina. Yeah, I know they showed <laughs> it in the trailer, and uh, the the story of Grendel was always interesting. Uh, reading it back in the day because it was like that whole situation like you compared it to Three Amigos which is true you know bad stiffs happen in the town there's so many movies like this Clint, half of Clint Eastwood's I was going to say every western yeah, every half of Clint Eastwood's yeah. career in westerns was like that That oh my god the lone gunman had to come in you have to save us from this horrible stuff that's happening in town so Beowulf has to go in slays Grendel but then has to deal with the mother and it was action packed man and this is when it started I don't think the digital uh, work in Polar Express was nearly as good as Beowulf. You you watch them back and forth. How many years? I'm telling part? you, three years. And that three years with technology is a lot. I remember it was. 
hyped as yeah. like you know the best CGI yeah, out. It, it, at it the really time. was the, the way uh, Angelina Jolie looked like Angelina Jolie. Like you were watching it, and at times you had to remind yourself that it was uh, that she wasn't real. And there were times in that Final Fantasy uh, movie that I thought that were. Uh, What's Donald Sutherland played the uh, the old kind of uh, uh, guy in that Final Fantasy movie, and there were times I was like, "Man, the uh, CGI is so good." Oh, not to yeah, I know what not to bring it to a halt, but uh, yeah. Max von Sydow. Yeah, he died. Died. He died. Max really? von. Yep, ninety yeah. years old. Damn. I'm going to use him in one of my movies in the next two weeks, uh, and he's been in so many movies. The Exorcist, obviously, is what people remember, but a lot of those old movies. That Seven Seal was really, really good. Uh, he was in Knives Out, wasn't he? No, that's, no, Chris that's Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's up same there, too, dude. man. He's, he's, you know, it is. It's <laughs> the can, same fucking can, guy. No, you really, could, you really could. Their career is very similar. I mean... I love Strange Brew with uh, Max Fun. That's one of my favorites, ones with him. Uh, needful Things. Ah, oh, Needful oh, Things. Yeah, so good, yes, man. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch that in honor of him because he's done... Even in... I, I'm glad that he worked into the Star Wars universe. I mean, he was in the... Uh, uh, Force Awakens. Was it the first Force Awakens or was it the second one? It was a 2015 one. It was 2015, okay. Yeah. Uh, he was great in that for as little as he was in it. He was really good. So yeah, Beowulf, it's great. It's one of those ones if you really want to check the technology, the advancement of it, watch Polar Express, then watch Beowulf because it really was uh, next level. And now they're so good that they're just de-aging people and you, you're sitting oh, yeah. there and you're it's wondering insane. what the fuck. You don't even yeah. need actors anymore. No, yeah. no, seriously. Like, just voice actors. They're just going to be like, look, we just need to take a 360 degree picture of you yeah. and and we'll just give we'll you $20 million dollars and we'll just do yep. the rest of it. You do the like, voices. Yep. Or even with makeup, the advancements they they're doing that. with makeup, it's it's insane. All right, so 2012 here, and this is his first outing with uh, Denzel Washington, uh, and that's 2012's Flight. God, oh. such a great movie, man. Yeah, great Another movie. plane crash movie and uh, completely. That's how it got everyone in the seats in the theater, though. Just the, wait, he lands the plane upside down? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And we got to see this. Here's another movie of... It's a great case for just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he, he couldn't, but it's also a case for that stuff builds on some people, you know. And He'd have been just, a hero. He would have been a hero, you know. But I mean, he kind of was a hero. Yeah. So, yeah, well, why don't you, I think you probably have to have a hangover and be on cocaine to land an airplane upside, upside down. down. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. Absolutely. And that's basically what's going on here is you got Denzel Washington, who's a uh, commercial airline pilot who has a serious drug and alcohol problem. There to was the a point time where he, when they would come out with. Every other month, there would be a, arresting a pilot for yep. blowing over. I wonder how many people oh, sure. got away with it in the 70s and the 80s. Oh, like those airport movies with Dean Martin being the pilot, I was like, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's insane. But this was the one case where I actually worked out because so he – what he pounds like he had the night before it was insane. Yeah, he, him and the was, stewardess. Were him and the stewardess yeah, doing drugs and, and, uh, and having crazy sex. Yeah, and, and then the next day he pounded a bunch of the nips. He brought them with him onto the plane and yeah. just foolishly dumped them into the trash. Right, and then um, bad shit happened, you know, and he had to take over and uh, realized this. Man- the only maneuver that would work to land the airplane was flying it upside down. And what a crazy cool scene that was. What yeah. was the reason why? The stabilizers um, weren't going down, so they were. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. I, can't remember. I think it was the lifters, or something was Maybe. wrong with the lifters. Or the so the only gear or something. Like he needed them to be in the upright position, That's and the right. only way to make that happen was to fly it upside down. Yeah. So they right. dropped down and right slow the plane down. Yeah, or something that makes like sense. That. Some of the was it uh, Stanley Tucci? Is that who's in this? Uh, oh. 
Um, possibly, but no, it was Don Cheadle. Okay. Don Cheadle was the guy that uh, because the majority of this movie was the investigation, yeah. and his kind of life with that one uh, other girl. Because that was a whole different element of the movie that you had that other woman that was already on a path of destruction, and then their paths met yeah. kind of, and it did not. Good. Well, and then not she good. she died. Yeah, yeah, she died, and then you know during the investigation and everything, he has to go to court and like. Well, they were they were going to pin it on the stewardess. I know. Yeah, well, not that stewardess. The other girl uh, oh. that he came involved. But they were. With. Remember, he was involved with that one girl yeah. who was just. They met at AA and. Oh uh, right! Yeah, uh, yeah. They had a couple, a uh, bunch of scenes together. I can't remember who that was. I've seen her in something else the, too. The airline uh, wanted him to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were yeah, just yeah. blaming it on yeah, her. That yeah. Pushing yeah. it second girl right there. Whoever that is, Kelly Re- Kelly Riley. Yeah, she was yeah. good in this. Yeah. Uh, but some of my favorite stuff is with Don oh. Cheadle, and, he, and he's like, you know, we we put like. 20 of the best pilots in the entire world in the simulator and every one of them killed everyone on board. Yeah. They, they could not do it. You right. were the only person that was able to do Give this. Give me my medal, motherfucker. Yeah, no, give me my medal. And long. some more cocaine. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> but Cheeto kept digging and digging. He knew there was something wrong. He yeah. knew that there was uh, in... Uh, uh, Greenwood, what is it? Bruce Greenwood, I think, is also in this. He was really John really Candy had yeah. some of my favorite uh, scenes. John, uh, no, John, no, John Goodman. John Goodman. John, yeah, <laughs> John Candy. John Candy. He came back to life just for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mass commitment. Uh, yeah, John Goodman. Tell us about John Goodman's character. I mean, he was his. He basically is drug dealer. Drug dealer slash best fixer slash yeah. best friend, and was like when he that first scene where he showed up in the hospital. Yeah. Oh man, he's just like, oh, we'll fix. I'll this. get you right. I'll yeah. get you right, brother. Oh god, dude. Yep, and uh, he, he was kind of a likable scumbag, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. mean, he had to go. To the Senate hearing, was it Senate committee? Yeah, or the, or yeah, I think it was the Senate committee. Senate or transportation board of transportation. It was a major trial yeah. testimony. For yeah, sure. and he was got shit faced the night before. Yeah, and yeah. was like drooling on himself. Yeah, he could barely move. He was like, "I'm drunk now." Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. was like that line. Not yeah. to be too spoiler, yeah. but the ending, yeah. it, you know, oh, he's he's he's. They think he's going to go one way, and it's one of those things that I think everybody who's watching those Senate committees is hoping that someone's going to go rogue. Yeah. And, and Denzel just went rogue. You yeah. know, he just couldn't take it anymore, and he had to tell it what like it was because they were going to smear yeah. the the dead stewardess. Absolutely. And that's really what he had a major problem with. Yeah. I think that was the one thing that kind of was well because the they had like a relationship. Yeah. You know, and she was and, a really nice woman. And, and the and other she had girl. A kid well, and, and the other girl had found that out, right? Yeah. Like she knew that like that was going on or something. Yeah. And so there, she didn't put pressure on him to be like, if you don't tell, I will. But yeah. like, I think, I think had he, her, he had not and been involved died. with her. Yeah, right. <laughs> if he wasn't involved with her, yeah. his conscience may not have weighed so heavily, and he might have been like, oh yeah, it was, guilt you know, is a strong thing absolutely. for a lot of people. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you don't know it until That's you're in that say. situation. It's <laughs> 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 uh, not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's, uh, this last movie, and you're gonna I, I do will... great in the apocalypse. <laughs> 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 we'll go with Dave. He's got no scruples. Yeah, <laughs> and I got a tractor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got a lot of big holes right now. Yeah, yeah. I just dig things up. Go I'm take practicing. a look at that one over there. Oh, Dave, Dave, I just brought some. Yeah, bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go stand in there for a second. Yeah, there. I want to see yeah. how deep it is. <laughs> You're six foot, right? <laughs> All right, we'll bring it up a little bit on this last one. And this was one that I had seen. Uh, I must have seen pieces of the documentary, but never watched the entire documentary. And I was kind of in the dark with a lot of what was going on here was uh, 2015's The Walk. Now, this mm. was the, uh, the high wire across the Twin oh, Towers. Oh, I did movie. see this. And this was with Joseph. The movie or you saw the documentary? 
Because the documentary has been out for years. The Man oh, on a Wire was Man a on a Wire was a Oh, yeah, no, I saw the movie with okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Yeah, and talk about a chameleon with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's, he's amazing so that if, if you change his eyes, how different he looks. Yeah. And I had read, and I had told Dave this, that he studied French history and French literature in college. So he was completely so fluent. So naturally, He was do. completely <laughs> fluent yeah. in French and the French accent. So when he came in as this character, he was very French. Yeah. Uh, and it was very believable, and it was told in a very interesting way. You know, he narrated the whole thing, and yeah. I just I mean, never knew watching it. Broke, yeah, he broke the fourth he, wall. He, he talked half the narration he gave from standing on top of the Statue of Liberty. Yep, in oh, a torch. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, I didn't know the caper part of it. Yeah, I always I was fascinated with this story. I knew about this story when I was a kid. Oh, I, oh wow. I had never known that he wasn't allowed up there. I thought it was like a thing that a stunt, they, a stunt that they knew he was going to do. Yeah. I didn't realize that they had to sneak up there. They had to actually find a way to. They shot the fucking cable over with an arrow yeah. from one of the twin towers to the other. No, yeah. even crazier than that, they shot a fishing line mm-hmm. in order to pull a rope. Yeah. In order to pull a bigger rope. Yeah. In order to pull this heavy steel cable yeah, across. Right, yeah. It yeah. was a series of That's they didn't insane. go it's watch the documentary now that you've seen this. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more to it than yeah. they Oh, I'm sure. Than they made it sound but they could have killed somebody just doing that part of oh, it. Oh yeah. That thing had fallen. Oh, yeah. Remember at the end when they were when the cops were gonna just pull it out and they were like, Don't do it. You are gonna hurt somebody if you just pull that thing out. Right, you have to yeah. let us crank I that saw down. Ghost ship. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so basically what's happened is and you get to see him through his whole life, you know, he's yeah. he's just uh you get to see that stuff with Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley was fucking great. Really great. And the first time that Zemeckis has worked with Kingsley, I was surprised to see him uh that was the first time. And yeah, so you got to see this guy from just being like a mime and a juggler. But he must so. have learned to juggle for this movie. Oh yeah. Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah. He must have learned how to ride him. That's like 101 in drama, 101 in high school. He learned how to do tie wire because they had him doing the slack rope you know, five feet off the ground, but yeah. that's not easy. No, they oh, no. said that yeah. they, the guy who taught, I had read some trivia that the guy who had taught Joseph Gordon Levitt knew after an hour that he was going to be really fucking good at it. And mm. then by nine days after doing the training, he was really What fascinated good. me about this movie is I don't know if they stopped going when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, they would take us to the circus. Yeah. Ringling and One time I brothers. didn't go because my asthma was bad and I had just gotten out of the hospital. And it was it was a crazy event. Yeah. I just remember as a kid it was like sensory overload. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had those motorcycles that would dr- go in the globe yeah. around each yeah. other. But Everyone the, had those lights, kind of light wands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a reflector yeah. in it. Yeah. And, uh, but the coolest thing was always the high wire. Yep. And this particular one... It, the high wire and then the flying Walendas. I don't know if mm. you ever seen them. Uh, I the have actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like multi generation yeah, uh, yeah. trapeze artists. Yeah, they're yeah. phenomenal. They still do stuff. Yeah, but the tightrope with no net, no net. Yeah, oh, no, and that, that's an insult to them. They don't want a safety nets or anything. And that shit. one thing I went, they they uh, they had the guy doing the high wire, and mm. then another high wire guy dressed as a clown. Mm. Oh god! Like went across. The high wire, and then like pretended to fall. And yeah. They did this weird simulation thing, and I was terrified oh, as I a bet, six or seven year old. Oh, yeah, and was like, "Holy shit!" But I have a love hate relationship with heights. Yeah. I have this weird feeling that I'm gonna jump to my death before realizing what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't. It makes no sense. I've tried to. No, explain it's one it of those dream before. sequences that. Yeah, it's funny that um, that guy that hosts the Talking Dead, that Chris, uh, Chris Hardwick, Hardwick yeah. has the same thing. Yeah. 
huh. exact same. We like, were talking when he's about, talking about it. He's like, I was like, holy shit, that is a thing. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about this uh, one time. Your uh, your sister in law. She oh she she has to clinch her keys when she goes over grates because she feels like part of her is just gonna throw them down there. Huh. Yeah, and so she has to really grip them and go over, and it's interesting. I, I get it. I, it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's it doesn't compulsive behavior, yeah. and I have that. And I'm glad I. Don't I take have pictures it. of my stove. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To know that it's off yeah. because so you can't trust yourself to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, I, I guess I, I have it with certain situations. Like when I went to the top of the Empire State Building, even though railing was there, it was tough oh, to go to the edge. My but knees I've, knock if I see it on TV. Yeah, But I've also been skydiving before and been up on Iceland on the mountains where if we took two steps to the left, we would fucking die. And there's no guardrails up there on the mountains. So I, apparently I don't have that, but it's, it's crazy where that could automatically yeah. come to you and then you, I could see you just like getting weak need and, and it's, getting yeah. the it's fuck weird out. because I worked in Port Charlotte for two years yeah. at that sign company. Maybe that's what started it. <laughs> and I used to run up these ladders, yeah. hundred feet, run up across yeah. the scaffolding yeah. and do these crazy You almost things. fell a couple times. I almost yeah. fell a couple times. Yeah. yeah. And it's just weird that later on it manifested yeah. itself. Well it's yeah. even me being gone skydiving when I was twenty. Wouldn't fucking do it now. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe I did it when I was twenty. I'm glad yeah. I did. I girl talked to uh, you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I kinda wanted to do it at the same yeah. time. I was I was all for it. I was twenty. You know that's the type of stuff you should do when you're twenty. Yeah, uh, almost and then never do it. Again. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. never do it again. <laughs> that plane heard, crashed. Um, yeah, the one plane, you went up in. The one I went up in. The pilot crashed died. years later and oh, killed wow. everybody. Yep, oh, there was wow. like eleven people. Yep. Oh fuck, it's crazy. Uh, so, but what was interesting about this, and I didn't realize it because I couldn't remember the documentary. But not only that caper to them to get up there, getting the line over, but the idea that when he got across, you're like, "Oh my god, he made it!" and not realizing that he turns around, yeah. and he goes back. Yeah. He does and it then a bunch when, of times, it, like fourteen, yeah. like fourteen times. I yeah. think the cops come on each of the towers, so he'll get to one, and the cops. And I watching the movie, I was I was constantly like, "Why don't you shout to the cops?" Get back, and then I'll just get back ten feet, and yeah. I'll get in because it was yeah. concerning me that the cops were going to be the ones grabbing them. Right. He was throwing that thing at the cops, and I was yeah. like, "Gee, man, yeah. stop fucking with the cops." Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember the wind being a huge factor. Yeah. That would, you know, like, that would be terrifying. He sat down at one point. He yeah. sat down on the wire. You yeah. would have to be supremely it. in control that you knew that there was absolutely no yeah. danger of you. Yeah. Imagine being able to like control all your bodily functions yeah. with that much adrenaline well, pumping through your body. Yeah. Here's what makes like, here's the crazy insane. thing. It Remember when he was practicing yeah. and he stepped on the nail yeah. that went right through oh, yeah, his yeah. foot? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Then, that was like but a he month like, before. Did, did he not tell anybody that that happened? He, I don't or think something? he told anybody. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I think one person, I think his girl knew. Uh, but she would. But she the, found out like the day he yeah, was yeah. going to do the walk yeah. or something like that. I oh man, yeah. That was I had a nail go through my foot. Park Street. Yeah. I had one go in. It's never gone through. I still have a scar on the bottom of my foot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was intense, and I had heard stories that during the opening, like premieres and stuff, people were not because it was a 3D movie. It was 3D, they, and it they was were 3D. shooting it straight down, and like, a lot of people were not dealing with it. A lot of people fled the uh, premiere and threw up in the bathroom wow. because it was just that intense. To for a director's delight, I know. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> what you're, that's what you're hoping for, you know, because that last half hour basically was it was a good build up to it but that last half hour was everything yeah absolutely uh so that's the last one on the list but i wanted to mention this upcoming movie he has got um do you guys remember 
the 90s. Might have been yes, 89. I do remember the 90s. <laughs> vaguely. Them. Vaguely. The late <laughs> couple at the end. And <laughs> <laughs> the late 80s, early 90s movie Witches, the British one with Angelina. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Angelica Houston. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. she turned the little kids into mice. They're mm-hmm. remaking it. Yeah. 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 Robert Zemeckis is the oh, director. Oh, really? So Robert Zemeckis, that's his next movie. He's making Witches. That's cool. Which the... I could see them needing to remake it. I I thought that one was clever and cool, but it was some creepy stuff it was, done it to was, it. Yeah, it was. It was weird. creepy, man. When they all took their faces off yeah. and like, oh yeah, oh, dude. The witches were creepy. The mice were creepy. Yeah. Turning into the mice was creepy. It, it was just a creepy movie, and I the I always liked smoke it. Smoke coming out of yeah. it. Yeah, they were doing. It was weird, man. Yeah. And almost a, a level of grossness. Yeah. Into it. So I'm very interested to see what Zemeckis does with Maybe it because he's it's. Gonna... Gonna it's a famous ch- Raw doll. I think it's the same guy who does uh, what James Charlie and Charlie Chocolate, Chocolate Factory, Factory, James and John Peach, and I think Witches is his other one. So it's it's a famous story from. I think like, my wife likes his books, huh. and and uh, the movies could never do it justice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of people like that, but I mean, you gotta try, and they'll they'll nail them again. So I'm interested in seeing that because it's one of those movies that I remember seeing as a kid and being mildly creeped out by. It. But that's also a hard movie to find. I can never see it. Uh, like on sale anywhere, but I got three copies. What? <laughs> I got to share your witches nope. stash with us. But if I want to watch it more, they're than worth $175 <laughs> each on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Eric with Castlevania. Come on, split yeah. one of those off, fucker. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's Zemeckis, man. You can't go wrong with Zemeckis. You're at least gonna have a good time when you see any of his movies, man. Uh, especially those earlier ones. There, they're obviously all family driven. Uh, until a certain point, and uh, yeah, it's interesting that Flight might have been his only R-rated movie on this list. That Used Cars maybe could have been R-rated, though. I'm not sure if uh, Used Cars was R-rated or not. It might have been because there was some uh, good nude scenes in that movie. Uh, it was probably rated R. So, but it was 1980. PG you could get away with it. Non-sexual. That's because there was no PG-13. Yep. They probably wanted to yep. give it an R rating. Maybe it's non-sexual though. I could understand that. It's, it's tits, dude. Come on. Break. Not our dad. <laughs> yeah, our dad, yeah. Tits were the devil, man. Radar. Okay, so, so, yeah, one of his earlier and one of his later ones. So, cool. Well, yeah, that's the director for this time. Next week, we're going to come in and we're going to do some uh, some of the greatest child performances. And uh, the week following week, we're going to go with uh, our topic will be movies that are out of this world. <laughs> Literally anything off uh, Earth. Uh, other planets in space, anything like that you want to uh, pick, we can uh, choose. Sweet. And then uh, the week way, after that, we have Apes a... does not work. Because... <laughs> yeah, that's technically true. <laughs> we got to ruin Flying the Apes right <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then the week after that, we have a special two-part pod. Uh, it, hopefully, it won't be a memorial pod. It's a memorial and, uh, pod. That's the great Tom Hanks, man. I've got 30 movies, and it's like such great movies. You don't realize it until you try to put He them. is our national treasure. I, I yeah. didn't know that we were, it was going to be a two-parter and still I started making lists and when yeah. I got to like the, and you're still the, the late 80s, 80s and still making yeah. I'm like the late 80s I'm at number 15 and yeah. I'm like oh obviously we're going to break this into two and we yeah. haven't had a good two-parter in a while so yeah. it'll be fun and those movies are going to be great to watch skip over Forrest Gump uh, uh, yeah, well we could just well, we'll hit it a couple times but uh, well that's the thing in Castaway he's, he's done a couple of the uh, Tom Hanks movies here but he's got so many on there and there's not many I have to rewatch. I think I'm going to rewatch Punchline have you seen Bridge of Spies uh, yet? yeah Mom's uh, mom's watching like it, it either today or tomorrow. This is a lot, one of the last two movies I, I got. It. Mom, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's Spielberg and it's Tom Hanks. What's to go wrong? Uh, yeah, there's only a couple that I need to rewatch. Like I haven't seen Da Vinci Code since the theater, and I haven't recently. seen Punchline since the '80s. Oh wow! Uh, Punchline. Uh, that's the one Sally with Sally Field, Field when yeah. they were like stand-up comedians together. Yeah. Uh, Never saw that. 
Yeah, and there's uh, I, I haven't. I've never seen theater. Sully, so I need. I'm gonna try to watch Sully before we uh, we. Get I couldn't to that, get uh, through uh, Sully. Really? really? Yeah. Oh. I, I just even because with, even I, the Tom Hanks factor couldn't get. Yeah, through I, I expected it to I be. Like, I like birds too much. Yeah, I expected <laughs> it to be something different. Oh, really? Movie wise, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Well, I realized like, it had to have been a lot about him because the incident itself was, yeah, was, was five minutes. Was yeah, five minutes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, that's all I'll say. We'll get into that. Do they day. do that? Uh, I'm not going to say Okay. I was just curious if they do the incident at the beginning of the movie or at the end not of the movie. not going to say anything. Uh, uh, fuck it. I'll watch myself. Yeah. <laughs> they fly a plane upside down. <laughs> <laughs> While on cocaine? <laughs> Digital birds. <Yeah. laughs> they didn't kill any birds. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was the only like three or four that I had not been completely familiar with uh, of his movies. Uh, other than that, I mean, he's one of those actors that you just you hear he's in a movie, you know, you got to go see it. So he's got one I want to see still is the Mr. Rogers one. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one on the list. The other one on the list I haven't seen, but it's at Redbox right now. So it's uh, like Maybe, a two dollar uh, rental. Uh, so that'll be good to see. A lot of good red box. That's a good thing with this coronavirus thing hitting. You don't have to go to the theater until Black Widow comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Justin. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's no still shit. got an ongoing feud with Redbox. Is, iTunes is getting my money. He's getting your money? Yeah, 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 yeah. They so can have it. We could have been beautiful. Right? I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's $2 yeah, it's used more. To be beautiful. Yeah, I know, right? It's Ford versus more. Ferrari, man. That's the yeah, one you need to that one's, I, I think that he's one's got available. That or he's got the I, movie he wants to watch. Yeah, no, I'm watching that tonight. What movie did you get? Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. I remember seeing this in the theater. That's a great movie. Oh my gosh, Some dude! Really you promised you wouldn't tell anyone. Oh yeah, yeah. that's James Remar, oh right my there, gosh, James Remar, dude, man. I fucking love that. Her and that the one where Radon Chan, the turn, yeah. turned into the gargoyle. Yeah, gargoyle. Yeah. Oh, and the that. mummy and yeah. the fucking the cat. Yeah. Oh, that's God. Stephen King. That's the Stephen King yep. story with David Johansson. Oh yep. my yep. gosh, I'm watching this tonight. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, Uncut Gems is also available on iTunes, so is everyone should check that. I yep, thought it was it next is. week. Okay. No, it came out on vid- it came out on DVD this week, and I pre-ordered it, and it sucks because if I'm- you want an hour and a half of anxiety, that's the oh, movie. so fucking good though. I can't recommend. Come follow that me anymore. around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that movie didn't have any. Yeah, anxiety. What the fuck are you guys <laughs> talking about? I can't it's recommend. Like. Uh, <laughs> I can't recommend Uncut Gems higher. I already pre-ordered it, and it's on its way. It sucks that I could I could have rented it the other day, you, but I pre-ordered. You should have so. talked it up more. Maybe it yeah. would have got nominated. For yeah. something. <laughs> you, you drop tell you everyone everyone pull up uh adam sandler's uh, independent oh, spear award yeah, speech yeah, yeah. it's so fucking great forever be known <laughs> as the assholes that lost to adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> so great all right well if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out uh give us a like or a comment on soundcloud or itunes you could also check out our facebook page uh our, our soon-to-be tiktok page that's right we'll do that too and uh you could also shoot us an a- email, films at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. Heck yeah. So. Cool. Until next time. See ya. Peace. Bye. Oh, you better tuck that in. I'm going to get that caught on a tripwire.